What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 175th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. Wink, what's going on, dude? Well, very much like the Geno Slideside Territory Battle. I am trying to get uh, very, very buffed. Um, that, that didn't go as well as I was hoping. It. I was trying to come up with something on the fly. It didn't really work. But. Live show, uh, live show. There's no redos. And that is so unfortunately. True. Everybody's gonna get that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, that's all right. Yeah, no, I am sitting here enjoying a delicious glass of Raywood Cabernet wine. Um, pretty tasty. Not not too shabby at all. Uh, it's it's a, it's a wine ball. Doesn't have a cork. What the hell? It's a screw on bottle, which is nice for this, but I'm just not a big fan. But <laughs> yeah, uh, as Drew noticed, I am back in the chair this week. Uh, out of the nice, living room, nice. I am actually able to get around this week. Um, unfortunately, uh, still the knees still not quite quite all there. It's uh a little bit sore and I can barely bend it, but uh got the staples out and so I'm on the road to recovery. We're getting there. Very nice. Very nice. Well, on the same vein as you, I'll let you guys know what I'm drinking. And it's funny because I'm only drinking it because it's all I've got. But I bought this hop cloud hazy IPA from Hess Brewing the other day. Thinking it would be awesome because I really like hazy IPAs and it tastes like flat soda. There's like no carbonate. There's not no carbonation to it. Nothing. It is just dry. So oh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink that on the podcast and hope that it doesn't make my commentary dry. <laughs> uh, let's hope not. See, hey, that one didn't fall flat. <laughs> that that's certainly true. <laughs> I just want to throw this out there for everyone that likes Star Wars. I don't know how many of you are. They're listening to this show. But uh, two weeks from today, I don't know if you know this, two weeks from today is Rise of Skywalker. Two weeks. That's it. It's hard. The wait is it's finally over. It's hard to believe that we're that close to the Rise of Skywalker. And just today, we got kits. Or like official information about characters from yeah, that show. Yeah, official about it's crazy, right? Like we are so close to it. So I can, I'm, I'm gonna make it a, a guess here, and that is that those characters will come out next week. That's my yeah. guess. Because if they're gonna release nine of them, 
I think they said nine characters and ships mixed, whatever the mix is. I know they're saying that, that they're focusing on this movie for the next like three or four months or so until the spring. So they are not all going to come out before the movie or around the movie, but I'm willing to bet they'll probably be coming coming out soon. Yep. Um, now, I see a lot of people. <laughs> I got some yawns on the movie. Uh, will it be better than The Mandalorian? I don't know about either of those things, but I do know this. That ties into Mandalorian, and I'm excited for this. And I don't think it's a spoiler, so I'm going to mention it anyway. But they moved up the Mandalorian episode that was scheduled for the 20th to the 18th since the movie comes out on the 20th. And the reason for that is pretty awesome because apparently, have no idea what it is or how it does it, apparently there's a tie-in to the movie from that episode. Yeah, we will be talking about that soon on our other show chosen ones which we hope you're listening to which is of course our mandalorian reviews but um yeah that's uh pretty cool that there's gonna be a little bit of a tie in there pretty pretty exciting actually i'm very curious to see what it is because the timers are completely different it kind of makes me wonder is baby yoda gonna be in the rise of skywalker (laughs) you know what i was hoping was that maybe lando showed up and we finally found out what lando has been doing between all these movies yeah that's possible maybe because if imagine billy i almost called him billy ray cyrus what a terrible person <laughs> anyways apparently billy uh he probably does have an achy breaky heart but that's yeah yeah it'd be nice to see billy on do a guest on that show i hope that's what it is yeah. but who, who friggin knows so cool we'll see um all right what's this last uh last little bit of thing before we get to story time with wink (laughs) i just wanted to say it is sop fantasy football playoff time so to all our listeners that are in our fantasy football league a i appreciate you guys doing that because that has been super fun this year hopefully i'm in both leagues and uh one is much better for my team than the other so it, (laughs) it helps to have better odds but uh, I did make the playoffs in both. So uh, to everyone that made the playoffs, good luck. And to those that didn't, good luck next May year. May the odds ever be. And also, I am feeling really good going into these playoffs after I beat you last week. Mm, so Yeah. I, uh, I'll be honest. Which would have been more fun to razz you on if you had known that I even fought you last I, week. I, there, I have two money leagues and my dynasty league. The dynasty league is my most important league. It's the one with my best friends that I like to trash talk in. That <laughs> I am the, I'm not the reigning champ, but I am. I, I have the most championships of anyone in the league, and I like to brag about it. Um, I'm borderline making the playoffs in it. I needed to win last week to have a shoe in to get in this week, and I didn't. So I need some help this week, and then in another league. I lost, unfortunately. But in the other league, I won, so I'm in the playoffs in that one, so I'm very excited about that. Fingers crossed. We'll see how it goes. Well, yep. Good luck to everyone. You told me that you had a story. I forgot it until you said Wink story time, so I'm looking forward so, to So, uh, the other day, and this, I swear to God, this is uh, Star Wars related. Um, so, I went to the Apple store. I was having some problem with my AirPods, so I went to the Apple store. And the set up a genius bar appointment. Uh, I'm sure many of you have been through this process. And finally, the guy came up and uh, 
kind of talking about the issues, checking them out or whatever. Once I'm just kind of sitting there while he's doing whatever he's doing. So just natural instincts. I pull my phone out, go to galaxy of heroes. And, uh, he, he looks at, he's like, Hey, I used to play that game. I was like, Oh really? Yeah. He's like, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I, uh, he's like, yeah, I played it from about the time it came out up until, you know, sometime in, uh, uh, you know, he was like maybe July-ish or so. He's like, about the time Relics came out was when I quit. He was like, that was kind of the breaking point for me. I was like, oh, okay. And we kind of started talking about Galaxy of Heroes. And, uh, you know, he was think- he was kind of talking about how he was thinking about getting back into it. Um, but anyway, uh, if... Uh, I'm trying to remember what his guild name was. He told me and I was going to give him a shout out, but I can't remember what it was. Um, he wasn't familiar with the podcast, which is disappointment but um if any of you out there uh had a former guildmate that works at the apple store in oklahoma city that may have been the guy that uh helped me but anyway it was pretty funny we got to talk about uh galaxy of heroes and stuff uh it's not very i I don't run into that many people out in the wild that play but yeah it was pretty cool to run into somebody that's pretty familiar with the game and we kind of start talking about the new territory battle and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Awesome, man. Yeah. I, I, I've met one or two people at Intel at my work that, uh, were playing on shift at, and like, I'm like, Hey, I know that game. Yep. Pretty funny. Nice. Um, uh, yeah. So a couple, a couple more things. Just for everyone that's here, uh, you are eligible for the Blue Microphones giveaway we are doing tonight. Now, how we're going to do it tonight is like this. At some point during the stream, I'm going to flash up a picture of an obscure Star Wars character. Um, Well, it's obscure to me. I assume it's going to be obscure to a lot of you. But if it isn't to you, then you have a good chance of winning this because whoever puts the name of the character into chat first Ooh. has to go into the chat first. Okay. Which, you know, written log, we'll know who did it. Then uh, I will shout them out and they will be the winner. So all you got to do is type in who the character is into chat and you will be a winner. So that's Very how that's nice. going. And then the last thing. We've been talking a lot about Mandalorian here at the beginning, but if you have not checked out our new podcast, Chosen Ones, go do that. We've been talking a lot of Mandalorian. We keep ourselves from doing it here specifically because we do it a lot on that show. It's all about that. So if you like that show, go check out our new podcast, Chosen Ones. Absolutely. All right. Let's go, man. Hey, guys. What did you do in Swoga this week? All right. Talk about a week and swaga. Um, I've been farming arc like crazy. It's been my complete and total focus. Um, I've been going com- just totally gung-ho. The three 100s, the two 200s, as far as the refreshes, might not be happening to- tomorrow because I missed arena payout. I was sleeping. Oops. Um but I am working on getting my arc to gear 11. I need 14 more purple pieces and I'll be there. And then I am at 59 out of 85. So I lack 126 more shards and I will be completely finished. 
And how are you doing? Bolt two hundreds? Yes. On him? Yes. I was gonna say. Yeah, I am going balls. Gotta be if you're that far ahead of me. So, not uh, that that's kind of been my primary focus. But I did take a little bit of time off and got some relic material to take up or data signal, whatever you want to call the stuff, to take up Jolie Bendo some. I took him to relic level five. So I I talked previously last week. I had some good calls and I had some really terrible calls. We both did about how this territory battle was going to go. We was oh my god, we was wrong. I um, mean, I've been using that famous sports, uh, that famous sports. Um, what do you call it? Phrase cold takes. Yeah, I'm calling last week's episode very cold takes. Yeah, it only took a week for those not to age very well. That yeah, that aged like I, I don't know cheese or something <laughs> that might be the like that that podcast might have gone sour faster than any podcast we've it, ever done. yeah it was it was not good but one of my calls <laughs> was that joe lee would be a core character to take to gear 13 and that he would be absolutely awesome in this territory battle and i could not stand by that more than i already do that i I I mean I think he's amazing. If if you're going to take a Jedi to gear 13, him and Grandmaster Yoda, I think are excellent choices. And honestly, Grandmaster Yoda, he could stay gear 12. I I kind of think if you have Joe Lee relict um you know, you know, just even relic 4, just load him up with as much health as possible. I am talking four health primaries. Health set can add a little bit of defense, but the big thing that you have to worry about, which we'll talk about later, is Droideka. Um, you should be able to get him to, if you can get him to, say, 100, 100k health, uh, 90 to 100k, I think you'll be in a really, really good spot for keeping that team alive. Um, obviously, the more survival everyone else is, that's good. But, I mean, I went three out of four phases in phase one using a gear 12 uh jedi knight revan gear 12 best sean gear 12 hermit yoda uh relic four joe lee and my relic six grandmaster yoda and it went extremely well um like the only th- we'll kind of t- i'll talk a little bit more about strategy later but i, I think uh i think joe lee is absolutely fantastic so I've been working on taking him up, and I'm trying to figure out a few other characters to take up. I've kind of worked on, uh, I don't think I did anything to my clones this week, but um, Ahsoka Tano, she's still at Relic 4. But, man, outside of that, I don't think I really did much. Um, Oh, no, I did. Or Go ahead. What were you going to ask? I was just going to mention, you you had him already at Relic level, but General Kenobi is one... That could be huge oh, for this God, territory yes. battle, especially with his leadership. I've been seeing a lot of stuff around his leadership. Yes, we'll talk about defense that later, and, for sure. All right. Yeah, I thought we might. I just wanted to mention it right here because I know you already have Kenobi at mm-hmm. Relic level, and so you're not mentioning him as one to Relic up. But if anyone that does not have him, he is a very good one to Relic and, up. And he's great just because if you don't have Padme... He is fabulous in the uh, in that Jedi Knight Revan team. You could put him in place of Basla Sean, and I think you're in a really great spot. I think that is an optimal team. But if you have Padme, that you 
don't really have that option. You can't do that. But I don't think that matters too much. I think you'll still be fine. Um, so the other thing I did was I threw a health uh, health furnace on C-3PO and I remodded him. So you remember a couple weeks ago on that uh, <laughs> Grand Arena battle where my 3PO got completely nuked and uh, I was kind of worried about survivability and stuff. I threw mods on him a long time ago and just kind of never went back and looked at it. And I kind of started looking at his mods and I was like, oh, okay. His mods are awful. So I decided to remod him and I kind of, I did have potency set bonus on him, which I did away with. I went to health set bonus. Um, I have uh, two health primaries, a potency primary, health set, and a speed set on him. And I basically tried to stack up as much health as possible. And I got him to where he has basically right at 60,000 health. He was running, I think, at 38,000 before my remodding. So I added a considerable amount of health. And that's even stacked even further with Padme. So I don't think I will ever have that issue again as far as 3PO dying. Um, I could take him to gear 13, but I just don't see the need because he won't get uh attacked enough but um it's amazing how just re-looking at your mods with a new perspective on a character uh knowing more knowing more about how the team works because you may mod a team uh it may be your i mean this is my arena team this is the team i use every single day for you know that I do however many battles a day every day and th this was a core character that I've had some issues with that I just never went back and looked at after I modded him. I mean, hell, it's probably been four <laughs> four to five months since I've been looked at the mods on 3PO. And right. it completely changes the way he's able to survive. I mean, there, there's almost a 0% chance of somebody... Like, he can't be taken out with an AoE now. There's not an AoE that any of the teams I face have that's strong enough to kill him now. And so, you know, if had I done this before, it would have saved my ass in a grand arena, would have saved my ass in multiple regular arena battles. Um, it probably would have helped me a little bit in the territory battle. Uh, so that's something to think about whenever you guys are going through, especially like when this new territory battle comes up. Go back, look at your mods, especially these characters you use all the time. If you haven't revisited their mods, go back and do it again. The modding for this territory battle is far different than anything we've seen, in my opinion, uh, which, of course, we'll talk about later. But um, I think that's my advice for the week is revisit mods. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Bring out your defense mods. Ding, ding, ding. Actually, I don't I, I don't agree. I think it's health mods. <laughs> <laughs> Health mods with defense. I'm just saying not defense primary, but uh, you know all those mods that you had with a five stack of defense secondary? Yeah, no, I think that's helpful, but I don't think it's as helpful as we're necessarily thinking it is just because really the only thing you have to worry about in territory battle as far as absolutely nuking you is DECA and... If Decca goes with multiple stacks of <laughs> that charge, AOE from B one is an is another story. It, it it's rough, but it's not that bad. Decca will nuke anything. I mean, I had a freaking General Kenobi with stacks of protection up. My Kenobi has a hundred k health. 
and he wiped him out totally. I mean, he hit him. I honestly for cannot believe that you would say anything in that TB is not bad. But that's another story. We'll, we'll get into this discussion later. Um, so before we get to that, though, why don't you tell us what you did in Swaga? All right. So on my main account, I finally got my B1 droid to gear 13. So uh, I'm looking pretty good now for General Skywalker. Uh, I got one more gear 13. I really want to do to feel completely comfortable. But uh, that would be General Kenobi now. So I just switched over. I was going to do Ahsoka Tano next, but I think I'm going to do Kenobi after talking with you guys in the guild. Um, yeah, the I'm switching to Kenobi, and then I'll probably still do Ahsoka. But uh, right now I'm looking at Gear 12. Uh, right now I have Gear 12 C-3PO, Gear 12 uh, Kenobi, Relic 4... Padme Relic 4 Shock T and Gear 12 Ahsoka. So that's that team. And then on the other side, I have Relic 4 Asajj, Relic 4 B2, Relic 4 B1, and then Gear 12 uh, Droideka and IG-100. So I'm thinking I'm pretty, pretty much there for that event now. So then I can finally start move on to things like Watt Tambor, who I've never touched, and Arc Trooper. So very nice. I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, I only doing the the three refreshes for Cantina. I'm at 56 out of 65. So after tonight, hopefully with good drops, which I have been getting pretty, pretty fairly good drops, I'd say. Uh, after tonight, I should have a five star arc trooper. Ooh, um, nice. So that's moving along. Uh, another thing to mention: I've not been pouring a lot of time in the fleet arena. Uh, payout hour just kind of doing my fights when i have time but i am finishing in oh dude i am finishing in the near the top 20 not in the top 20 but just doing one or two fights a day finishing in the near the top 20 every day and pretty much only dropping about 10 spots so staying up in the top 30 basically with this team and it is amazing and the one day i did actually fight during my payout i I didn't refresh. I probably could have got to one, but I got my highest payout at nine, which is my highest payout ever in Fleet Arena. So pretty dang good. And not to mention, after we talked about that this fleet last week, I switched up my starting lineup a bit, and now I haven't lost since then. I have literally not lost a battle since I switched my starting lineup. Heck yeah. So now I'm running the... I'm, I, I forgot about the fact that Vulture Droid gets re-summoned when it dies if it has other if you have yep. other units out on the field and the problem with having a geo soldier in the starting lineup was that they pretty much nuked geo soldier and then he was gone and i was down to two units to start the battle which kind of made it iffy but now they nuke the vulture droid and he just comes right back and i've got three to start the battle anyway um yeah so it's once i move vulture droid in with hyena and sunfuck and use geo spies my first call in to get that auto taunt which usually goes on to anakin it's it's lights out every freaking time it's awesome very nice not to mention in grand arena you remember the first two weeks of grand arena first three weeks actually i was complaining that i was losing a lot of battles Mm because of fleets well i did not lose a single 
GAC this week, at least fleet-wise. So Very nice. I beat all the fleet battles first try with that team, not in, while still being able to put a decent defense fleet in. So I'm loving having uh, Malevolence. I can tell you that much. Well, that's good. Um, I I finally fought one for the first time this week. That was pretty interesting experience. Um, I didn't find it terribly difficult, but it was kind of annoying that you had to felt like you had to keep killing the same ship over and over. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's good to have you know a few fleets that you can go with and have a good offense and a good defense. Definitely makes it much more enjoyable than. Whenever you feel like if you don't one shot a team, you're just completely screwed. Um, you know, it's I, or you have to go all defense or all offense, which was the case for me for a long time. Exactly. So, uh, alt account. Just a few touch ups on my alt account since I never really talk about it. I have been farming B one Battle Droid Nest and Shakti at the same time for probably since Shakti was released. Oof. Yes. But this week, within two days, I finished Nest and B1. So it's all Shakti all the time now. I'm freaking stoked because having three fleet farms has been a, a nightmare to keep up with. Well, yeah. So now so now it's down to one. Finished two really good characters. And uh, so, yeah, pretty stoked about that. And I wanted to mention as well, uh, I've had a lot more success with Negotiator putting that even the five-star Anakin into my starting lineup on that account. So... Things are going pretty well over there now with my negotiator and my alt account. Very nice. Well, that yeah. is good to hear. Absolutely. That's what I've been doing. So let's talk about something I thought about mentioning because of some questions that were in, I think it was in our guild chat, but you're about, you're 126 shards. I think you said from getting your seven star arc trooper. Yes, sir. I'm about to get my five star. What are we gonna do with this guy modding wise? That's the question. What are what's the best what's the best thing we can do with this character? I mean, you have a lot of choices. You can kind of do anything you want. However, I mean there you have a few options. Even now, if you're not finished with him, which is kind of where I'm at, um I have no idea who it was, but there was somebody did a video about, you know, the weak arc trooper and I've tested it a little bit in arena. I actually don't even have my Padme in currently in my arena team. I have got, um, uh, my gear 11's, uh, general Anakin Skywalker with my three Jack clones and then a gear 10 arc trooper. Um, and the idea being that arc trooper will die. And Arc Trooper dying isn't such a bad thing because he will then trigger the fives buffing everybody. And and then you get, uh, you know, like a bunch of really cool stuff, which is fun. Um, so making him kind of weak is actually not a terrible strategy at all, to be perfectly honest. Um, it's... You know, even if you're not finished with him, you can use him if, especially if you have General Skywalker, um, as far as, well, not, sorry, not General Skywalker. If you have fives, if you have the five Zeta, it kind of opens the door for making him a lot more viable at a lower star. But as far as other mining, as far as damage output, one thing that we did learn about from the Q&A is the, 
the little turret that he uses, that does, in fact, uh, the stats of that are based solely on art troopers numbers so no matter who calls it in it is based on art troopers damage number so whenever he gives command to say rex or whoever um anytime that turret calls in it's based on art which means you're probably better go better off going with offense because the turret cannot critically hit and that's I kind of have mixed feelings about going crazy on this just because I haven't seen great damage numbers from this turret. What were the best damage numbers that you've seen? I mean, honestly, I haven't even seen this character in the wild yet. So I haven't seen anything. Well, I'm not talking about necessarily in the wild, just of anyone out there as far as modding, um, talking about it or anything. Nothing. No, I haven't actually. Uh, the lo- only thing that I've really even seen put out about him since he was released was that video about the the paper arc trooper, and so yeah, that's the only thing I've actually seen. And I, I'm I'm usually it's funny because my my arena shards are usually late adopters to almost everything, and somehow I'd never really fight the new characters in Grand Arena either, even in Division One. So a lot of these things that come out, I don't even get to see them for like a month. So odds are I won't even see this character for a while. It always seems to go that way. But because remember, you unlock Padme and you were using her in an arena for ever, at least a month, you know, yeah. at least a month before I even saw my first one in GAC. So yeah, it, it always winds up that way for me. Arc Trooper, I have not seen anywhere yet. Um, I've kind of talked with some people and talking about like the damage numbers and stuff. Um, so, uh, our, our resident, uh, clone expert, um, Shinkiro says in the live chat that his chart does 19, uh, 19.7 thousand damage per each hit. And those are pretty good numbers, uh, for sure. Uh, you know, if you're getting to that point, um, what relic level is yours, uh, put it in chat so i'll know just for reference but i've seen a lot of people kind of talking you know between 10 and 12 which is pretty nice um but i'm not sure how much you necessarily have to worry about that if you're going the weak uh weak arc path you might be better off kind of what what i talked about a couple weeks ago with echo and going with a crit damage set uh you know because you might get better benefit you know Arcs turret's only doing 4,000 or something. You might be better off going with the crit damage set. That way, once he gets those buffs from fives, he can actually do something uh, rather than the offense set. Um, uh, so our guildmate's Arc Trooper is Relic 7 with 11,200 offense, and he's hitting for 19,700 damage. Holy smokes. Um, yeah. So ju- just for reference. Um so that's an option, but I think optimally you will go with an offense set. Uh, probably just go offense primaries all the way around, not even do a crit damage triangle, since you know that turret is based on his numbers. Probably not a terrible idea. At least test to see how it goes. It's kind of affect his damage some, but 
not that big of a deal. He does counter and do things like that. So you have some options. Um, you know, it's kind of the same thing with Echo. Um, you know, if you have that five Zeta, that makes crit damage a lot more vi viable. But if you don't have that five Zeta, or if you're kind of at a position, because remember I talked about that since I've heard a lot of people saying that they don't get in positions where fives, uh, where somebody else dies before fives. And if you're in that situation, you definitely want to go offense set on echo. And I would say definitely go offense set on arc as well. Um, because like we've talked about that 50% crit damage bonus under almost any circumstance that kind of puts you in a position. Um, I, I believe I calculate. So with a crit damage triangle, two offense primaries and an offense set uh, with that, even at a hundred percent critting with the bonus 50% crit damage, you will do more damage by having that offense set than a crit damage set. As you start adding more secondary offense, you may get into a position where at maximum crit, you know, at a hundred percent crit, that crit damage set is better, but um, that, you know, you might need that decent amount of offense to do that. And then still you're losing a lot on the low end when you don't crit. So, um, you know, these high uh, bonus CD teams. Isn't, can't the, uh, can't the turret not crit? Correct. Oh, yeah, that's not that. Yes. So he's not going to be critting. Cor correct. And, and that's why I was saying, you know, crit damage set on Echo or sorry, on arc, if, you know, if he's right. weak because he's not going to be getting enough damage output to really make it worth it, um, you know, before five size, your turret's just not going to do that much damage. So I don't think there's much need to worry about modding specifically for the yeah, turret. Yeah, I got thrown off thinking you were talking about critting with the turret and not uh, arc. Yeah, so I probably wasn't clear on that. Should have been a little bit more clear, but. All good. Cool. Um, all right. Well, I think it is time to go to this. Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. So big shout out to Tess, who was able to put together a really awesome poll for us. This is basically just asking about the uh, the territory battle that we just did and getting some um, getting some feedback on what you guys think and all that sort of stuff. And it'll be fun to kind of go. Th we'll kind of go through this rather quickly, and then want to go ahead. I'll say I want to mention something else as far as polls go for everyone in the chat. I have a new feature that I'm starting to use. Uh, basically, I can throw live polls into the chat now for you guys to answer as we go. So, oh, for example, cool. I just did a Twitch poll during the What We Did This Week segment, and I asked, will you gear 13 Jolie Bindo? And I put yes, no, and maybe. Three of you put maybe just like me. So look for those polls popping up in your chat and uh, that's pretty submit snazzy. some answers there. That'll help us as we go. It'll be interesting just to kind of see where the chat's at on some of these topics that we're talking about. 
So hey, cool. keep an eye out for those. They pop up at the very top. They got a little timer going. So if you just click on it, you should be able to cast your vote. And then uh, we'll be able to talk about it. I'm going to throw one up here in a second for you guys, uh, just so you see how it works. But why don't you go into that first question there? All righty. So the first question was, how many stars should guild get before the territory battle was canceled? Um, and the biggest batch of people was three to four stars. Um, those two combined for basically 60% of people um, with four star edging it out just a little bit. There was almost 10% of people that were at five stars. There was almost 12% of people that were at six plus stars. Um, only 5% were at one star with another 12 and a half at two stars. So it was definitely split around fairly evenly, actually. But, you know, kind of right there in the middle of that three to four star spot was kind of the sweet spot. I think we were at five or six. I don't remember if we were at five or six. I think we were at four. No, because we had four at the end of phase one. Correct. And and we I don't think it lasted long enough for us to get another one or two stars before. Oh, the, did we not? Oh, okay. Before it was abruptly pulled off of the game. So I think we were at four. Um, I know we got four in the first phase. So unless yes. we got one more, you know, we might have got five because we were pretty close to that first star in the middle we kind of set it up that way so that on day two we would get we would be able to get that one star in the middle and continue doing the middle in phase one instead of moving to phase two so we might have got five but i think we're i remember four for sure yeah yep cool uh what is that next question uh next question is do you think the difficulty is reversed interesting question there's a lot of people talking about how Dark side geo, you go left to right. Light side geo, you go right to left. Well, there's a lot of people that fought this battle and how freaking ridiculously tough phase one was, thinking that we were starting with the highest difficulty in phase one because they maybe they forgot to put the phase one difficulty flipped around like it should have been compared to the dark side territory battle. Um. Yeah. So the answer we got: sixty-five uh, percent of you say no. I think it's just really hard. Sixteen point eight percent said absolutely. CG is just bluffing and horrible at that because they had mentioned in the QA, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, that this is it's tuned to be as difficult as they want it to be. And then fifteen percent said I'm not sure. And then you got a lo- small little chunks on the rest of them, one vote for each of the others, but a very large chunk of people saying no, they don't think it's reversed. Yeah, I'm. That's the spot I'm in. That uh, I, they're not going to reverse it. Um, and I, I do think there's a little bit of overreaction to the difficulty. Oh my god! <laughs> and I think you're completely and utterly wrong. I I will try to convince you, and then whenever it comes back... Convince I me that somehow it. we all will have 12 million galactic power to finish a territory battle within the next three years. Oh, that that's, that's a different story. We're talking about difficulty. We're talking about the combat missions. Not- Which you need to beat to beat and get the most stars out of the territory battle. 
Well, yeah, but the, there's two different discussions to be had. There's the difficulty of completing Which all the combat into missions, each other. and then <laughs> like how how you're gonna fill up. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Let's let's finish through the poll. Uh, the next question was, which enemy was most irritating to you? Uh, basically had all of them on here, but I think the um, the only three worth mentioning, in my opinion, is B2, who was at 11%, B1, who was at almost 18%, and then a third of people said Droideka. And I think a third of people mistook Droideka for Sniper Droid, which looks like Droideka, because Droideka isn't half as bad as the Sniper Droid to me. Uh, th- they're very similar, but no, I, I, Droideka is easily the answer, in my opinion. Um, then you missed one, because Sniper Droid is completely and utterly annoying. I, 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 Sniper Droid, I think, is very similar to Droideka. I don't think there's much a, much of a difference as far as how it works. The there are some differences mechanically, but I mean they are basically the same. They kind of work under the same mechanics, but in my opinion, it's that de- I find Droideka to be more confusing. I never had an issue with Sniper Droid, uh, but Droideka was constantly, constantly having issues. You see, I never really paid. I never really. It was always B one with that AOE causing all the problems for me b2 getting rid of all the buffs super annoying and then the sniper droid totally just agree. taking out anyone completely full health full protection one shotting everything i that i think the poll thinking about now should have been droid echo slash sniper droid because they like i said they work under the same mechanics and it's those mechanics that are difficult um you know but um all right, so a couple more questions here. Uh, are you ready for General Skywalker next time? Um, 23% of people said, Chumps, I already got him. I ain't worried about that. And uh, 25% of people said, yes, I am beyond ready. So that's basically half the people that are just under half that are pretty much there. And then there's another... Th- it's nice to know that our podcast has a good chunk of that 6,000 people that actually unlock GAS. Uh, that that one kind of surprised me that the number was that high, but I I know a lot of our listeners are very dedicated players, and like I said, I would have probably got him if I wasn't on vacation. But yeah, yeah, that's a that's a high number for what I expected. So good job to you guys. Good job to everyone that's ready for him and everyone that's close. I mean, that's the majority chunk of that pie knows what this character is, knows you need him for light side GOTB, and is ready to get him. So that's that's. Pretty impressive. Yep, for sure. Um, all right, so what is that last question? Last question is, how far along are you in your ARC Trooper farm? Which was something me and you already answered. Uh, I'm almost five stars. You're almost six. So basically, highest answer, five star, uh, which is about where I am. Second highest is on his way to unlock so I'm guessing a lot of people aren't doing a lot of, uh, you know what? And I can see this answer going up after playing the light side GOTB, but a lot of people on the way to unlock, probably a lot of people stopped doing the refreshes after seeing that, Hey, getting to phase three and being able to beat that event in a timely manner probably isn't going to happen anytime soon. So I'll unlock him when I unlock him. 
And then the other 26.5% said four star. So unlocked working towards that fifth star. So I fall right in between the second highest and the highest. So there it is. Very nice. Um, cool. Well, uh, that pretty much covers our poll, but we want to talk about, um, well, uh, we'll do this. Hey boys, do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So, uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. (laughs) Um... All right, this is the part of the show where those of you that like to see me and Wink argue, it's going to happen. Yes. I already know it is. Uh, That is definitely going to happen because my opinion on this has shifted so much. Um, It's kind of of crazy. Um, uh, I have a feeling that your opinion would make more sense five months from now. But right at this very moment, does not. All right. Well, let's do this. Why don't you give us your initial thoughts and review of round one of the Genosis Light Side Territory Battle? Complete and utter 100% disappointment. It is ridiculous that they continue to drop things into the world that no one can play or complete or even have fun playing if they can play it. It is so ridiculous to me that their content they keep dropping is crap that no one can play. Relics. How many people are actually involved with Relics from the start out of going from new players all the way to the end? A complete content update of Relics where very little people could play it. Now you got a light side GOTB where people with full Relic 7 teams are getting lambasted in the first phase or even make it to one or two phases. It's The, the difficulty on this is just too ridiculous. It's so dumb I can't even fathom. I worked on my clones and Shakti for three months leading up to this, as well as my Galactic Republic team, and they couldn't do a single damn thing. I don't know why I worked on them for that long. I was excited for this. Going into that first phase completely destroyed my excitement for this game, like almost to the point where I have never been closer to just walking away because it is so ridiculous that they continue to drop things that you cannot play or have fun playing. And I'm not in it. Go ahead. I know you got something to say. No, I I actually agree with you. I felt the exact same way. Um, When the territory battle ended, I I 100% agree with you. Uh, This is one of the first times I've really been so frustrated. I thought it was so dumb that it's this difficult that, you know, you almost can't even enjoy the thing. Um, But fortunately... I recorded battles, and I was able to go back and review those. And Hold, Question, real quick. What phase did you record battles in? I uh, recorded battles in phase one and two. And which one did you have more luck in? Phase one. I thought you were said you had more luck in phase two. No. Somebody else did. There were multiple people in our guild that said they had better luck in phase two. Um, no, that's that's across the whole game, to be honest, and that's why people think that the difficulty is reversed. Yes, and I totally understand that theory. I do think that there could be something to it, basically being tuned. It could very well be tuned the exact same across the board, 
but you get, but as you go, you know, there are additional buffs and stuff that the enemies get that you then have to remove with the platoons and such. I suspect that that's probably what they're doing, but I'm, I'm not for sure. So before I continue with my rant, um, let me just say this. If it <laughs> is reversed, then I will, all of this becomes a lot easier to digest. If it comes back and phase one becomes a lot easier than it was and we get to it phase won't. four and it's looking. Okay. I'm sure you're, you're completely 100% on board with that idea, but you don't know for sure. So, okay. But well, if it does, know what then all said. of this. Okay. They also said that they had a beta for this. <laughs> who in their, who, who would have a beta for this TB and somehow did they only do phase one? Because the second phase one in ended, you notice that if you got stars in the bottom, somehow the middle unlocked. And if you got stars in the middle, somehow the bottom unlocked. So tell me, if they had a beta for this game, how did they not catch that? Uh, I don't, they say a lot of I things. Don't think they, mean I don't true. think they expected okay? people to use that strategy. And I think that's why it got overlooked. It I, didn't matter. I, Even the ones that unlocked both oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. unlocked no, the wrong we're, one. We're not going to sit here to have a discussion on if we agree if their quality control is up to snuff because it is unbelievably awful. Um, so we're not going to have that discussion because we agree it's shit. But Right, but I'm saying that's the point I'm making. They always say they do things. It doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> And they always say this bug doesn't exist. Then we find out later that it did. Um. Well, <clears throat> I'm okay. I'm not dying. Some wine Careful. went down the wrong pipe. Um. <laughs> so, uh, I to finish I, I that another point. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. I didn't finish that point. If it is reversed, then everything's probably fine. Because I understand the phase one will probably still be way harder than phase four of Dark Side, but you should not be able. You should not be, at the very least, with relict teams. You should be get able to get through one phase out of four. Get the good. fact that people have fully get good. Get the hell out of here. Anyways, fully relic teams should not be going, zero for four. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so this this is my entire point. This is why I think everybody has gone too far off the end. So of the, I, I can already tell this is where you're going to tell us we all suck, and that's why it's hard for us. Because your get good comment already put me in that mindset. Well, yeah, I'm telling you that I suck too on the first time. That's my that's my entire point. And I would still be in that mindset had I not actually recorded battles. You can go to our YouTube channel, go through and watch the battles. I can walk you through every single mistake that I made going back and watching it. There are multiple mistakes I made. Um, and I think most of the mistakes I made were letting Droideka, who gets stacks of charge constantly, obviously, because it is based on when you take turns, more turns you take, the more stacks of charge he gets. Also, the more damage he does because of the difference in speed. He, he Droideka is what ruined me in the special mission, in the combat missions, everything. It all came down to not managing Droideka. That's why I think he is the biggest problem in this territory battle. If you can focus on him, not let him 
use his special when he has stacks of charge because each stack of charge does additional damage and i think each one does like forty thousand damage yeah give him four stacks of charge and let him hit you with that no one's going to survive my general kenobi with a hundred thousand health uh that is multiplied by 1.5 with a padme lead with stacks of protection he wiped off the face of the earth and that's why i mean because i wasn't managing his stacks there are a lot of ways to go through and manage this a lot more um there is kind of a a surge in the beginning of a lot of these battles where they open up really fast a lot of attacks you have to be able to get through that i agree i took in a uh, a resistance team that it wasn't particularly great i'll be perfectly honest but i never took a turn um other than bb8 doing his special once and then it was bye bye everybody but our modding the way we think about modding needs to change for this territory battle we focus so much on damage up but like what we were talking about earlier with arc trooper we talk so much about offense sets and crit damage sets maximizing this and crit chance and all of this you look at this territory battle and the way it's set up it is designed around two things it is designed around not not damage output but it is around number of attacks for example b1 and b2 with their battle battalion or droid battalion whatever the hell it's called um what is the name of that battalion oh that's it. it's just battalion okay so droid battalion i don't know anyway so it's based around battalion you don't actually have to do that much damage to them you can do one damage to them and it kills them uh b2 starts with eight stacks so you you have to hit him eight times to kill him that's it doesn't matter how much damage you do so quit caring so much about your crit damage and your offense sets they are going to they're not going to be that great in this territory battle um this territory battle is going to be focused a lot more on surviving and controlling the battle rather than just smashing your way through it and doing a lot of damage it's the same thing with droideka droideka isn't particularly fast you will get multiple turns for the number of turns a droideka gets so you have opportunities to remove turn meter to control the way droideka goes for example with the galactic republic team using padme um i guess we're kind of now talking strategy and team comps and such but the <laughs> well when so you're done with that i'm still not done so that that's fine um so uh joker puts in the comment when the b1s and b2s are hiding behind magna guard that's taunting taunting you need raw damage no you need a dispel um you, you got to get rid of the b1s and the b2s so for example on padme i used r2 as my fifth rather than ahsoka tano i used padme jedi anakin 3po and wait you General just Kenobi. said you needed a dispel yeah i know I, ahsoka tano's your dispel I, I know, I agree. And I'm telling you, that's why that's why I screwed up in the special mission. That, that's the entire oh, point I'm making. Gotcha. You you gotta have that with that team. You gotta get rid of the taunt. You gotta be able to get to Droideka. When Droideka has the damage immunity and the tenacity up, you gotta get rid of that. And then you gotta use Padme, who has an undispellable stun, and stun his ass 
so he can't nuke you with the stacks. He will use the stacks when his turn comes up, whether he moves or not. If he's stunned, they go bye-bye. It doesn't matter. So you stun him. I think a character that's going to be unbelievable in this territory battle is going to be Ayla Secura. I think I'm going to start gearing her up because she has stuns. She has counters. She does a lot of attacking. I think she is going to be a complete and total badass in this territory battle. And um, I kind of want to get ahead of the game on that. But um, with Padme, for example, stacks of courage. Five stacks of courage, that will take out a stack of the droid battalion. So if you have 20 stacks, that will take out four stacks of the battalion. That is a good way to control and kind of work them down. If you're using a Padme team, B2 is the entire problem. You have to get rid of B2. Fortunately, that team has a lot of multi-attacks. You have Ahsoka getting called in all the time. You have 3PU who can call everybody. You have Padme with a mask. You have GK with a mask. Uh, Ahsoka has a multi-hit special. You can burn through those battalions pretty easily. Then all you have to do is control Droideka because that's the primary problem. Uh, kind of the same situation with Jedi Knight Revan. Um, I, uh, I think I'm going to go back and do a video where I kind of walk through all the mistakes that I made in the battles that I did, um, and kind of review those. Cause I, I think there's a lot to learn by actually watching them. So if you guys get the chance, go to our YouTube channel and watch them thinking about kind of some of the things I'm talking about here. And I think you'll see the patterns that you kind of need to take. Um, you know, to kind of work your way through it. But like I said, I'm going to try to get a video done before the next territory battle. But another example is Jedi Knight Revan. Like I said, I have a gear 12 Jedi Knight Revan, gear 12 Basilishan, gear 12 Hermit Yoda. And I was using my Relic 6 Grandmaster Yoda, Relic 3, or maybe it was Relic 4, Joe Lee. And I kept losing people. But because of the way I had Jolie modded, I had him. I actually didn't even have him modded the way I do now. Because after going through this territory battle, I realized the way I had Jolie modded previously with some tenacity and a lot more defense isn't as good for this territory battle because Droideka ignores defense. So what the hell you need defense for? You don't need it. The Droideka is the big problem. But Droideka ignores defense, so I've moved more towards ignoring defense on characters like Jolie and just stacking absolute health on them. Um, I'm going to do the same thing with like Padme and Ahsoka. I'm going to mod them entirely for health just because it's volume of attacks and survivability you want rather than actual damage output. But the thing is with the Jedi Knight Revan team, you can make Jolie the core character, get... Uh, one thing I figured out, Master's training on Jolie is huge because he gets, you know, he does get the bonus tenacity and defense and all that stuff, which helps against, which helps him have more health and more protection stacked up whenever someone like Droideka comes up. Um, and if you can select him and give him his own protection up, I think that's a pretty good way to go. Something else to look at is Grandmaster Yoda... Uh, I can't remember who all the characters are, but the heroes, uh, when the territory battle starts, when you click on it, it'll show you all the heroes on the right side. Uh, I think Joel Kenobi's one, Jedi Knight, Anakin, Grandmaster, Yoda. When they use an ability, they go again. So that, that was something I didn't really get a good hang of at first, but you can absolutely use that to your benefit. Like Grandmaster Yoda, 
you know, the way his abilities work, he has one that gives him 100% turn meter. He has another one that gives him like 75% turn meter. His basic gives him 40% turn meter. But when he's double attacking, he's going constantly. So you can kind of use all those abilities to line up turn meter and take more attacks and knock out a lot of those uh, battalion stacks and clear out a B1 and B2 rather quickly and then use his special ability that is a turn meter reduction and a stun to help control Droideka. Um, you know, I I really think that a lot of these teams, you have so many options for controlling. And like I said, it's a lot more about control and surviving rather than raw damage output. I really think that the way we mod really, or the way we think about modding really has to change for this territory battle. And I think that's kind of what they were trying to do by throwing us off with the way that this thing is built. Because going into it, we hadn't really seen any game mode or any character or anything that is built like this other than, you know, B1. But still, even attacking that isn't tackling a team with B1 isn't the same as tackling this. Because, like I said, it's about number of attacks and getting through and then controlling the battle with dispels, stuns, and that sort of stuff. All right, so here's where I think you're wrong. Mods are not going to make this possible. It's not going to make it easier. It might get you two out of four. You are not going to go four out of four with just mods. Yeah. It's just from modding, remodding. Well, not to mention the first couple phases usually don't have an elite. Start getting into those third and fourth phases where you're coming up against these elites with different kits that are going to be even more ridiculous and hard. Then you're going to have even more problems. So even if we figure out in phase one... How to get to phase to tier three or phase three of a combat mission? You're still up a giant wall that we haven't even seen yet, or most people haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest problem I have with Lightside GOTB. A, it's the first playable content besides GAC we've had in how many months? Mm-hmm. A long a ass time. And the biggest thing that they did for the last few months was add. Before GAC, they added Gear Twelve Point Five. Then they had GSC. Then they added Gear 13. Then they added Relics. We have not had decent content for all this time because all they've done is made our characters stronger. So we should be at the strongest we're supposed to be after spending this much time without content to make our characters stronger. So you go into a light side TB where your characters you've been working on for five months are supposed to be as strong as they can be, and you cannot get through one to two phases on a combat mission with maxed out teams it's ridiculous and though you know what the part that pisses me off about it is that just means in my opinion that we're gonna have to do something else to these characters going forward to make them even stronger to make this light side tb usable to where you're going four out of four in the first phase in a tb where in every other one it gets harder with every phase It just means there's more crap coming to make your characters better. And I'm so tired of having to pick five characters on my roster to make really good, have maybe ten that are right under them in a tier, and then the rest of the roster is almost unusable. It's so annoying that they keep moving the gear requirements or the power requirements on these characters when you know, looking at this, that there has to be something coming, whether it's a... Whether it's a level increase, which doesn't seem like it would up the stats enough to make this better, or more relic levels, yay, 
Oh, that's the brand new thing. Let's already add that in there to make this light side doable. It's so stupid to me because all I want is content. I want to play with my characters. So the first time we get that and I go to play, it's not even fun. That's the problem for me. And I totally understand that. I didn't think it was particularly fun the first day either. This, it's not going to be fun for a long ass time. Banging your head against a wall, regardless if you're doing two out of four and you're doing it for 20 minutes trying to figure out the right move is not fun. This was if this was what was happening in phase three instead of phase four, I'm totally fine with it. But you're going into a game where you're going into a first phase where you need to ease into it at least a little bit and we you're not no, even eased into it I, I know i agree i i i do agree i do wish it I, I think the first phase should be easier i i'm not disagreeing there at all i'm we're on the same page i think it is weird the way they ramped it up so quickly especially given what i was talking about with the complete and total change in the way the mechanics work and the way you have to tackle it it's totally different Mod-wise, strategy-wise, totally different. I agree. But I also think that by us going in and basically just getting wiped out... So most people don't record their battles. Like I said, had I not recorded mine, I wouldn't be on the page that I'm at. But by going back and watching some battles and looking for where and why things went wrong... You can pretty quickly understand and see the path. It's, you know, it's like looking at a road map. Well, if there's a road here that you're just not even paying attention to that you didn't know was there, it kind of changes things. If you're using an outdated map and we've been operating on an outdated map, we kind of have to, ch- we, we need to change the way that we're thinking about it. I we, hear- we, we can get pissed off and be annoyed about it, but this is what we're stuck with. They're not changing the difficulty. So I hear what you're saying, and it all makes sense. The problem is we just spent four and a half months gearing up characters, and now you're telling me, you're basically saying to me without saying it, that there's more crap we need to do to these characters to make them viable. I want content. I want to play the game. I don't want crap that I can't play. And then I don't want crap that I can't play that basically tells me I'm going to have to spend another two months making these characters viable again. It's stupid. I want to play with my characters. I understand this is a game where you have characters and you need to gear them up. I don't like spending my time in this game, spending all of it gearing up characters and just hitting Sim. It's annoying. It's not fun. It's why this game is so boring lately. Now, the problem is, I I like what you're saying. I totally am okay with thinking about things differently. If I were to throw different mods on a character and go three out of four in phase one, that would make sense to me. But I'm telling you, changing your mods is not going to do anything. There is something that has to be done to make it easier. And that is where level increases, new mod types, six or adding new relic levels, that's where all this comes in. And I do not want that because I've been doing it for the past four and a half months. I'm tired of that. I want content. I want to play things. I want to enjoy the game. But all I do every single freaking day is gear up characters and hope at some point they're good enough. And I spent the last three months working on clones and Galactic Republic. And guess what? Took them both into battle. Neither of them got through a damn phase. I am tired of this garbage. And something has to change with this game. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's fun. 
It's fun to try to figure things out, but when you're not giving the tools to make it happen, that's annoying, and I think it's stupid. You put out a light side GOTB that no one can beat. Even whales are pissed because they put their R7 teams in and can't get through a phase. It's stupid. It's stupid. I know, and I think this is all... I, I really do think a lot... Of, most of this, not all of it, most of it is um, having different... That this is different than what we expected to get. I was it's excited much different for this. than what we expected to get. I was excited I was for too. this. It's the most, you wanted yes. to talk strategy. You told me this tomorrow, and I'll tell everyone exactly what I said to you. I don't care about this. I haven't thought about it since it ended. I don't really want to talk about it because I'm so annoyed with how it turned out and how excited I was for it and what I got that I didn't even want to bother talking about it. But hey, we're a podcast about the, this game. We got to talk about it. So there's that. I'm done. Holy crap. I'm done. You have a Relic Force Shock T? Nice. Me? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm telling you. Wow. I've been working on these characters to play them. It did not happen. They went 0 for 4. Whew. I'm just saying. I'm going to stop bitching. I know people don't tune into this to hear. Um, I have a question. I have be a question. upset. But there you go. Uh, Don't ask me about the mods because I didn't remod them before the TB. So if you're going to say anything about that, whatever. My experience is not different than everyone else. No, I didn't remod mine. I I haven't. My thoughts on this modding stuff has happened entirely since the territory battle ended. And I went back and watched the videos of the battles that I did and seeing the mistakes and how things went wrong and why they went wrong. That's... Going back and reviewing all that is how I've gotten to where I'm at. Believe me, on first playthrough and when that territory battle ended, I was pissed. It was not fun. It was awful. It kind of sucked. It it was very frustrating. I went with a completely maxed Padme team, and I I, I lost Kenobi in Wave 2. Um, I almost made it to Wave 4. It came down to Padme and Jedi Knight Anakin versus, versus two other characters, and I got smoked. Um, like... But I'm I'm gonna beat it next time. I'm pretty convinced I'm gonna beat it next time. Um and it'll be by going with a different modding strategy. Obviously dropping R2 and adding in Ahsoka because she's very important to that team. Um but let me know when uh, you can use them in every CM. Because that's not possible. And, and, and that's what, the, five or six and, of them in the first phase? Good luck. So I'm happy that I was able to beat oh, I agree. with one team, but not the rest of them. It wasn't even possible. No. Like, you have to have 10 Jedi for phase one. Yeah. Good luck no, with that second Jedi I don't Jedi disagree. Team. Yeah, no. And <laughs> it it's almost like... So we might as well go ahead and talk about this. So the required galactic power in order to max the territory battle, for the dark side, I think it was 4.6 million. The territory battle before that it was like 3.9 and then before that it was like 3.2 or something like that for average galactic power it's been increasing steadily up until this territory battle and then this territory battle it went from whatever it was before 4.8 billion gp on average per person in a 50 man guild to max went from that all the way up to like 11.2 million galactic power per person and 
That is a lot of shit you got to deploy because these CMs aren't worth that many points. I do think that there is a chance that they don't have the right numbers in for some of the combat missions on points that you get because I would be shocked if they expected people to get to that that amount of galactic power. That seems crazy. It seems... <laughs> it's the highest galactic power player in this game. Is like With seven. everything. He doesn't have everything maxed out, but everything is at least relic two or higher. Seven million. To max out this, your average guild pow galactic power for every person, all 50, has to be 12 million. So There's only one I, thing that this can mean to me, and I'm with you on this part, at least. There's only one thing this could mean to me. This is the last territory battle we're ever going to get. And this is meant to 100%. be the end-all, be-all. Yes. Now, 100%. if that's the case, if that's the case, and it's meant to be this hard, and it's meant to only be beaten to the highest level two years from now because it's the last TB, then I should be able to pick Darkside GOTB when this when it, this one is available as well. Because I shouldn't have to bang my head against this for two and a half years and be happy with that. That's fair. That's fair. I I, I don't I don't particularly disagree with that. I, I mean I'm I'm kind of on board there. Um I, I do think it's silly they force you to alternate, especially when they're when they've decided to not double the character rewards the character shards um, yeah e even if they or Good yeah decision, even CG. appreciate okay, that even if they wanted to only let you do the light side every other attempt give us the option to do the dark side every attempt to me mm -hmm. that would make sense with the difficulty they've gone here because go if alternating dark to light whenever they've stair-stepped it the, the easiest territory battle is the light side hoth then dark side hoth then dark side geo then light side geo if you, having to choose between the hardest thing in the game and the easiest thing in the game is kind of silly whenever like like you said people people are getting smashed and people hate the thing and they're not changing the difficulty again i'm on a limb on an island on my theory on how difficult this is um I think it's. I do think this will end up being much easier than we are currently thinking it is uh, by by a huge stretch. But um, I, I there's no way this isn't the last territory battle, and I also don't think that there's any way that there's not something coming to drastically change the way galactic power is calculated. We haven't talked about this yet, but I'm just going to mention it super quick. And the Galactic Legends thing that they just mentioned in the Journey Guide, this is something that we don't really know much about yet that they mentioned. There could be something to there being like some GP bonuses or th there could be something different coming where you get drastic changes. They've also mentioned adding more Mastery Stats. And of course, Mastery Stats is basically just like another Relic level in the way. Um, not exactly, but it kind of seems like what they wanted to do. I I'm going to put my CG hat on for a second. So hang with me, hang with me. Um, if I'm CG, just looking at what we've seen, what they're doing is building a base for the characters. And one thing that we've thought is kind of stupid the way it's always been is that you... 
the pers- like mod bonuses and these stat increases percentage wise and things only goes on your last completed gear level. So they wanted to get all these characters finished with gear so that percentage stats matter. That way all of that stuff scales. And now then you get into the relics and you're increasing those to increase all those base stats. So now we're at a point where characters are at base stat level increases. So this makes modding a lot easier to talk about, a lot easier to think about, makes all these percentage stats more useful. Now that we've gotten all these characters to this level field where it's not stupid the way it was before, they're moving towards content. They're talking about raids, solo, and guild, and just various content for next year. And if if my plan is to be done with territory battles and bring out a territory battle that is the end territory battle for this game, and then move on to building other new content, that is what I would do before that. I would build that base for the characters to make it to where they are they can be pretty much easily kind of topped out and then just adjusted a little bit from there. And it kind of seems like that's what they've done. I think it actually makes quite a bit of sense the way they've kind of gone through all of this. We'll see how it actually gets handled because who the hell knows. Um, but I, I, I do actually think that makes a lot of sense. Well, we're going to see. But even if they do change the way Galactic Power works, there's going to be some coming with that. I don't trust that it would just go up. It would be something that you have to do to make it go up, and I'm not interested in that. been doing that for four and a half months. I don't want to do anything else to my characters. I want to start moving my roster up to the top ends of gear where they belong and not have the not have the goalpost moved this close to when they said it wasn't going to be moved again. I have a theory. I think they're going to come out with a raid, and the rewards for the raid will be a currency or gear or data signal or something along those lines that increases mastery stats. So it'll be like a currency to increase mastery stats on characters. My bet is that's what they're going to do. Um, but we will, we will certainly see. Um, so like I said, this territory battle, I, I really think that it's not going to be as bad as people think. I think it will be, I think it'll be a lot more manageable than we are currently thinking I think some of the things that I thought initially are dead wrong. I think some of the things I thought initially are very, very solid and have good, good bases and will be very useful. Um, it's certainly different. There's no doubt about that. Um, like I said, just the fact that there's so many characters that have that droid battalion, um, it the way you take them down is just so much different. And I, I kind of think we just need to... It is. It's easy to be upset. I totally agree. But we all need to start well, from thing. a fresh spot. It's easy, and it's not without merit. So don't dismiss it because no, there's no, plenty I, of reason for it. No, that's totally fair. And I, th- th- granted, they did tell us that this thing was tuned for characters with relics. They they did say that. Um we didn't mention it was Relic 14. Double what you have now. Have fun with the uh, new content. 
Uh, I think we're going to see su- be surprised once we once we figure out some team comps and kind of how to get through this. I to me the bigger question harder. isn't TBs, the combat progressively missions. harder. So if we if we fi- somehow get to the point where we're four out of four in phase one, that does not equal four out of four in phase three. And right now, I, the difference no, between where we're at and four out of four in even phase two is way too high. But if we it's haven't increasingly harder. We also haven't got to the end to see what it's like. They may have just tuned this difficulty straight across, and then as you go across, you get things like the like the addition, the B two, or you know the things that the platoons remove because these platoons work reverse of the other territory battle, basically where they give you things, these ones remove things, so it's kind of the same thing. Um, so, uh. I kind of think that'll be the thing that helps progressively get more difficult. I'll be curious to see if they actually, if the tuning of the base characters that we see actually gets that much more difficult. It probably will some, but I doubt it gets a ton more difficult. Of course, like you said, we'll see more elites and those type of characters that you kind of have to learn how to manage. But, um, you know. Uh, and I'm sure my once big... you get to phase four, it's going to be a bitch. I mean, yeah, I mean, I expect that. But like I said, I think the first three phases of this are going to be far more manageable than anyone's thinking. And I don't, I don't know how long it'll be before we get to the fourth phase because the the way it's set up okay. and the amount of galactic power it takes to get stars in the fourth phase, most guilds aren't going to be, even the top guilds are going to be better off doing phase three twice rather than going to phase four um, so that's, so, to me, that's the biggest question on how that's going to be handled. One question for you. And then my last point before we move on, you're saying you think they're going to find a way to get where the first three phases aren't that bad. You think that what we have in the game right now, we're going to be able to get there. Uh, re- redefine your question. Like what? What are you saying? No level increase. Are you saying no different types of mods? No relic increases. You think what we have currently is good enough to get decent returns in phase three? Are you talking about beating combat missions or getting stars? Because those are two completely different questions. Beating combat with missions. what we've seen. Okay, here's okay. the thing. Beating what combat missions. About in this, yes. What I was excited about in this was playing the game. Deploying is not playing the game to me because I'm hitting a button, which is just as easy as simming battles all day long. It's not playing. I'm talking about combat missions. What well, do what we okay, have well, in the game? You think we're no, going to be going okay. four out of four in phase well, three? Well, okay. Because when you're talking about beating phase three, I just want to make sure that you're talking about combat missions and not beating it as in getting three stars. No, I'm talking about doing well in combat missions. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think... Phase one through three, I think we have enough to... You are the eternal optimist, my friend. There is no way. We'll see. We we haven't got to phase three, but I've done phase one and two, and I am pretty damn convinced that we have... And got your floor wiped. Wiped. I am am completely convinced... Relic seven Galactic Republic team wiped. What what, what are we going to do that's better than that with... Teams that aren't even that, like the throwaway teams. Strategy and modding oh. them the way they need to be modded. No, nope, I think it's not going to happen. I'm Good si- luck with that idea, but it's not going to okay. happen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> not All happen. right. 
And the final thought well, I have was the, let, problem, let's, the biggest okay, problem hold on. I have no, no, with no. Lightside. I want to make a wager. I want to make a wager. Do we want to make a wager? I mean, easy money. So go ahead. Okay. What, what do you think's fair for... Okay, so based on what we've seen... Three times however I, many combat missions there are in phase three. You get that many f- combat missions finished, then I'll believe you. Unless they change. L- let's let's talk waves. I complete so at, as of when the territory battle ended, I had completed the most waves of anyone in our guild. I was at eight waves. There were a couple people at seven. Uh, another group of people at six waves. That's waves. I think. I don't know if special mission. I don't know if waves in special mission count. Yeah, I bet they do. They don't count on your combat mission waves completed. They don't? Let me look. I'm going to look it up, and I'll tell you how many in phase three. If you get that, then I'll believe you. If you go three out of three in every combat mission in phase three, that is... uh, Okay. Let's see. So, Okay, so joke... 12. You can get 12 waves completed in phase three with what we have right now, then I'll believe you. Okay, by in phase three, you don't mean on day three, but you mean in the actual phase three. I mean, I don't in know phase that we're gonna three, get to phase three because you're talking. You said phases one through three. Okay, but here, here's the problem though. Based on our guild strategy, what we're going to do next time is we're going to get two <laughs> There's stars. There's a reason ship. for that. You know why? Because no, what we but, need to get to the third phase isn't in the game. But no, that's so that's we can't why even I was make the wager because we'll never. No, get hold, there. hold on, hold, hold on. This is why I was very clear. This is why I asked: Are you talking about getting stars or beating combat missions? You said combat missions. Now, granted, that's why I'm In saying getting three. to the combat missions. Getting to the combat missions is a bit of a question. It's going to depend on your guild. However, I also don't think that I I, I still don't think those combat missions are that out of reach. But the question is, are we going to get there? I don't want to make a wager based strictly on Phase 3 combat missions when I don't know that our guild is going to get to Phase 3 for the combat missions. Because we <laughs> And how be... ridiculous does that sound? I don't know if we're going to get to no, Phase No, I don't. Dude, that I don't disagree so with ridiculous. you. But that's not combat, that's not combat mission based. I understand that's what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Power. I, it's just, it just furthers my point that this thing is stupid. If you can't... You got to... We're going all the way to the end and getting 28 out of 33 stars in dark side to GOTB. But we don't even know if we're going to make it to phase three in light side GOTB. Yeah. That's how ridiculous it is. I will gladly make a bet when we know where we're going to get. How's that? Okay. Let's. But I guarantee by the time we know where we're going to get, something will have changed. Okay. I will say this. Um, I think on. I, I bet within the first two phases, so say the first two resets of characters, however you want to look at it, it's it's called phases in territory battle, so I'll just say phases. I'll not talking about the slices on the map, but phases, because there are four phases of the thing. Within the first two phases, I think I twice, I think at least twice I can go four for four. I, I, I think I can do it with my uh, Jedi Knight Revan team, and I can do it with my Padme team. In 
phase one. I'm saying I'm not making that bet if you're going to use uh, your relicked out uh, Galactic Republic team twice. It makes no sense. Because, yeah, sure, they could probably beat it. But other than that, what else is there? My Jedi Knight Revan team. So I beat three out of four phases. I beat I think three we phases. need to move I made on it to the this. final. We've, we've spent like 30, 40 minutes on this. Okay. Well, we I think we'll we revisit a bet at a later okay. date. But right now, okay. I think Sounds that good. people are probably tired of hearing about this. Okay. I We we will see how it goes. Um, I Like I said, I will do a video over at least a Padme Galactic Republic and a Jedi Knight Revan team walking through what I did previously and the mistakes that I made and how for you to avoid those same mistakes. Um, I'll try to get that done next week. Um, that way uh, you guys can check that out for us next territory battle starts whenever in the hell that starts. But I- I'm pretty yeah, optimistic. Pretty funny um, too that they canceled it in the middle of phase two and have not said a damn word about anything with it like we said matt quality control it's not there um when is it coming back we don't know because hey they stopped it in the middle of the first one and still haven't said a word about it it's it's freaking baffling it truly is um i i I don't know i as far as that goes i don't have the foggiest freaking clue i i don't know i i mean (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i don't it's know so painful to think about and talk about i absolutely i i i was so the last point i wanted to make was this i've been excited about this for the last three months i've been working towards it for the last three months and the reason i'm so mad is because i was completely and utterly deflated of all excitement for this game on the first phase totally understand there I hasn't know. been content for ages. GAC has been great, but the rewards are shit. So playing it is like, it's all for the fun. That's fine. But I ha- I'm i not losing sleep over it when I work at night. You know, the, this nope. was the content that was supposed to come to be the big thing for me to play that was new. And playing it completely deflated me. So I am mad because... I Dude. don't know when the next thing comes. I don't know what the next thing is, but playing it makes me think the next thing doesn't even isn't a playable thing. So, Dude, that's my problem. I'm, Dude, I'm with you. There. I know. It's, look, listen. You know that I, I'm not mad at you, but and I know you, <laughs> it's just it's we it's, have it's, we have fun with these debates. Oh yeah, always. I don't. How you feel it over there? I mean, I think I drank two beers during that segment, so I'm I'm doing good now. I oh, I'm half a bottle. Well, no, probably three quarters of a bottle in. All right, so the I'm, rest of the show is going to be fun. <laughs> I'm in a good spot. And if you let's keep going. So those of you that were not uh, in chat, Recoil, a uh, Patreon of the show, picked out the picture, so you did not see it. But if you did not know. Obviously, you don't know if you're listening oh, to the podcast. I posted a picture very nice. of Sedan Ithano. He is the red Woo! masked, uh, red armored guy that was in Maz Kanata's cantina that Finn was going to leave the resistance with uh, on his ship before he turned around. And uh, so that's Sidon Ithano. And it's pretty cool. He's got this really weird, like, 
thinned out looking mask, very, very uh, shark looking, as people have pointed out in chat. But if you did not know, very cool thought about this guy is he was the same species as General Grievous was before he turned more droid than his species. So that's why his helmet looks very similar to how General Grievous looks. Very cool character. I wish they expanded on him more. I would really love for him to magically show up in Mandalorian because that would be cool. But I'm pretty much at the point where anything showing up in Mandalorian would make me happy. So really hope we see that guy again somewhere, but who knows? So why don't we talk about these updates real quick? You kind of, kind of glanced over it and we're not going to spend a lot of time on it but i just want to mention a big change that they announced today there is now a level Whoa, hold, on, tier. hold on hold on strong with us this update is young padawans one one thing i want to mention real quick those of you listening to the podcast i, I don't know if you're aware but Part of what the sounders do is not only tell you what we're about to talk about, but if you're listening on a podcast app that has chapters, every one of those sounders is an individual chapter so that you can go and listen by topic. So if you want to go back and find a topic, it's nice and easy to do. The podcast is done like that every week. Um, So if you're unfamiliar, now you know. But um, yeah, so always got to make sure to play the sounders. I got you. I mean, I didn't think we'd spend more than three or four minutes on this. That's why I didn't allow it. But who could not enjoy those sounders? That's all I'm saying. You put a lot of work into them, and I love every one of them. So, yep. I need to make a couple more. But, um, the yeah, we need a developer QA sounder. We need a wink tries sounder. We got a lot. <laughs> We got a lot of things yeah. we need. Yeah. One day, one day we'll update. But the, I just want to talk about this. So first off, we're not going to talk about this that this this week. We're going to talk about it next week. Uh, they released two kits today: General Hux and the new Sith Trooper. Crazy, um, dude! I that just would Sith like Trooper kit is badass. I would just like to My point out: General Hux goodness. looks like he's going to be great for the First Order. Sith Trooper looks like he's going to be great for even the First Hell Order yeah. or Sith. Like he looks real good for anything. So they we'll both talk look about those. really good, but Sith Trooper. Whew. Now, Whew. I'm looking forward to going over those next week. Uh, we'll we'll save those kits for next week, just in case you know suddenly everything went goes quiet, which seemingly happens. But I want to mention this journey guide, right? So let me bring it up on the stream so everyone can see what I'm talking about. Um, Galactic Legends. So they revealed some of the reasons why they're excited about the journey guide and the future of events last week. There's one more thing they wanted to reveal before the journey guide is released into the cantina. The journey guide is going to introduce the newest type of character to the holotables, which is Galactic Legends. The Galactic Legend designation will be reserved for some of the most famous and powerful characters in the galaxy, and the journey guide will be your path to unlocking them. So if we do ever see Jedi Luke, I assume he'll be a galactic legend. We would have thought we would have thought epic confrontation at this point, but now we keep moving even further into the future. Now you got these galactic legends. Uh it says that they'll be unlocked uh through the journey that, guide. That will be your path to unlocking them. That's also, interesting. They also say we'll be sharing more about what makes a galactic legend special and how to unlock them down the road. 
But for now, I have the honor of revealing the first two Galactic Legends. And they got a picture here. You can see it on the stream. Rey and Kylo Ren. Now, he also goes on to say to avoid plot spoilers, these aren't the final in-game names. So we know that the Galactic Legends are going to be a version of Rey and a version of Kylo Ren. What versions that are, we don't know because it would be spoilers and that would get them in massive trouble, probably lose the IP. So they're just telling us it's Rey and Kylo. Eventually we find out what the names of these characters are. But very, very interesting here. Uh, big thing from here is the journey guide will be your path to unlocking them. Now they've mentioned that with legendary characters, uh, the journey guide is going to help you or guide you on the path to unlocking legendary characters. Well, we all know in the past with legendary characters, it took five star characters and higher to unlock at five stars than the six and the seven or with journey characters, specific characters. So this could mean nothing or it could mean something. It could just mean that through the journey guide, you'll know where your characters are at to unlock these two characters. But I want to throw out an alternate theory that I really wish was true. I wish that this was different than the other characters and that this was done through a series of quests in the game and finishing feats in the game, requiring different characters to do different things in raids, in GAC, in territory wars, so in territory battles, all those they things actually you complete had you that. complete them. Yeah. They had that when the game came out and it was Darth freaking Vader. That yeah. was how you that got is exactly Darth Vader was what beating I want all this those. to be. I want that again because that was it was so exciting getting those next five shards of Darth Vader whenever you beat, you know, um, your hundredth galactic war or whatever. I, I thought that shit was so awesome. Um, right. That Oh, that would be so cool. Like Darth Vader was always before he got put what he was added to the fleet store at one point. I think that's where you can get Darth Vader shards besides uh it's been so long since I gear or seven starred him. I think he was added to the fleet store, and that was the first place you could get him outside of. If, if I'm wrong, someone tell me in chat. It's been so long since I seven starred him, but achievements were the only way to get Darth Vader, and then they added another way. I wish and I hope that this with these characters is something similar where you pick one to do first, you work on certain quest items or different quests and stuff using certain characters to beat certain things to unlock that character. And then once you unlock the first one, you can switch over to the other one. Or you can do it in the middle and lose all your progress, whatever. That's fine too. But I think it would be really cool if this was different. If it's no, just another really cool. gear these characters and unlock these characters thing, okay, well, we, that makes sense. It's, it's what we're all expecting. But if it were different, like you said, with Darth Vader, that is would be cool and that is what I would like. I don't expect this would ever happen, but I think it would be so awesome. Okay, imagine this. You have these Galactic Legends versions of characters. And once you get them, you have to have like all the previous versions of them. Because I assume most of these are probably going to be ones that we have multiple versions of. I mean, my God, Han, Luke... Ray, Kylo, all the Yoda, Kenobi, blah, blah, blah. If they had a galactic legend version of these characters, that's like their final version, like the, their peak character. But also unlocking that 
gave, say, like a, like, you know, a 20% stat boost to their other versions. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting way to both introduce new characters, to increase galactic power across guilds, and also, you know, put some incentive in towards, you know, completing like feats and that sort of stuff if they went that route. I would like to see like some sort of unlockable something like, say, if you get, if you have all the versions of Ray and then you get Galactic Ray, um, you get a 20 point boost on your mastery stats across all of your rays once they hit gear 13 or something like that. That would be super neat. I'd totally be on board with that. They'd have to find a way to work that in with other characters, but well, maybe not. Why? You wouldn't, but it wouldn't increase the galactic power enough to get you to that 12. So you'd have to have different ways to do that, but I'm with you on that for sure. That would be very cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's just a. There was just a quick thing I wanted to talk about, obviously, because it came out today. It's interesting and new, and I wanted to put Very. out my idea. Well, the first idea I had when I saw it, because if it's going through Dude, the journey guide, two to weeks unlock it, away from the movie. Well, it's funny. Someone said in chat, uh, "Jingles Twenty says it mm-hmm. is it also possible that they are easier to get than Epic Confrontation." Maybe this is a way for newbies joining because of the movie to jump ahead. I mean, that would be interesting. Honestly, with introduction of the journey guide, this uh, hyperdrive pack, whenever they drop, they said it was the next update, which I would think the next update is going to be next week for these first order characters they announced. But adding those two things and then having these characters drop right into that journey guide uh, whenever they do, might be a lot of the new stuff that they need for new players to keep them, get them engaged, and uh, you know, add add the next generation. I guess. I mean, it hasn't been ten years or whatever the generation is, but this might be the way that they pull those players and keep them in from the start, right? Because before yeah. now, it's always been very it it's been very daunting. Unless you're looking things up, you don't know what you're supposed to do. You don't know where to go or what what the best way to do things is. So now you got this journey guide to kind of guide you on what's the best thing to do right now. You've got a pack that you can buy uh, if you want to to hyperdrive yourself. I mean, there's a lot of things going on for new players right now that that wouldn't even surprise me. Yep, that's totally fair. I agree. I agree. All right, so... I don't, (laughs) I got a post here. I I really don't want to spend a lot of time on this because the podcast's kind of going long. There wasn't a huge amount of exciting stuff said on the QA, but I've got a post here from Sir Duber. He's his name on Reddit. His uh, little nickname there is Future Man, Sir Duber, but he made a really cool QA review post. And I want to go over some of the stuff in this. Um, It's fabulous. Yes, absolutely. So they said in the QA that there are less than 10 new tunes slash ships for episode nine being released. So think uh, if they're, if, if episode nine and new trilogy stuff is lasting to the spring, uh, ex- less than 10 characters are going to be released over that time. So do an average of that in the next three or four months 
And that's how long it's going to be between character releases, probably. Unless they do it all up yeah. front and don't do it at the end. But why would it last till spring if you've done it all in the winter or the beginning of winter? Um, they also said there are two more capital ships coming next year. They didn't say which, but if our focus is on the new trilogy in the next up until the spring, there's a good chance you're going to get a first order and a resistance ship. Now, General Hux just was introduced. I would assume he would be the capital ship uh, leader for First Order. Would they make Holdo the capital ship leader for the Resistance? I would think they would. If make not, Hux. who else? Well, I mean, oh, for the for Resistance. Because um, I assume Hux is the one in, for First Order un, if they do it. Unless they introduce a new character, yeah, I mean, have to be Holdo. Yeah, it would make the most sense unless they introduced uh, old woman Leia or, you know, older Leia. Yeah. Older Princess Leia. Queen Leia? She was never a queen. Um, But yeah. Uh, This is the part that makes me laugh based on the conversation we had. No expansion of relics, levels, etc. planned for the next three months. Yeah. Okay, CG. <laughs> Yeah, and they said next three months, so um, expect something, you know, just just as we get into uh, yeah. uh, uh, March. So, um, uh, Darth Revan, another hey, interesting one with the journey. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I, I was gonna say the 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 relics levels, etc. I. They will probably do something eventually. They might add like some sort of other relic thing, you know, to boost stats or something. But I really think that the next thing that they'll be doing is something that adds just the mastery stat ways to add that. Um, Because, I mean, that's pretty big stuff for most characters. And I think whatever we see next will be a mastery stat increase. And that's pretty much it. So what I was saying, and the interesting thing about this journey guide is they said that once a legendary character has been out for a year, they'll be at, well, Darth Revan isn't a legendary character. I would think the same would apply to, to journey characters as legendary characters, but they said with the journey guide that a legendary would have to be out for a year to go to available all the time in the journey guide. But with the first, when the journey guide drops, Darth Revan will be included in the journey guide, which makes me believe that so will uh, Jedi Knight Revan. And that would leave out only I uh, Darth Malak, right? I've, Darth Malak and uh, General yes. Anakin Skywalker. Which haven't been out a year. Darth Revan hasn't even been out a year either, but it sounds like they'll be putting him in a little bit early to let yeah, that's why it was surprising. towards Malak. Yeah. So. And that's probably why uh, they clarified. And by them clarifying that, I assume means... That those type of characters will also be in that journey guide. Um, on, who knows on Malak and uh, Skywalker. Yeah, that's a good point because they're the two newest and they're both epic confrontations. And they haven't mentioned epic confrontations. So. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Drunat says Padme. So I'd mean like probably March or April before Padme gets thrown in there. Which... Yeah, she was after Darth Revan. You're right. 
Interesting. Yeah, good call. I didn't even think about that. Uh, general stuff. Gear inventory is on the radar. Thank you. This will do two things, I think. A, it would be easier to find the gear you want to farm without having to find it on a character. And second, mm-hmm. second um, has to do with the uh, relics. Oh yeah, like crafting the pieces that give you really, really good value back on the material to increase your relic levels. Exactly. So if I go into my game inventory and find that Mark III BAW mod, I can just make a bunch of them in the gear inventory. I don't have to have a character that has that available to be able to do it. So that would be perfect. Two reasons gear inventory on their radar is a really good thing. Uh, they also mentioned that Echo's basic Omega is an artifact from a previous kit. Finally mentioning that because you don't we've remember been Echo's kit. About it mentions crit damage up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody, you're not even General Anakin Skywalker does crit damage up. Arc Trooper doesn't do it, so it's an artifact that they're looking into changing later. Apparently, it, really it was a little too OP with the crit damage up stuff, which I can totally see. I mean, they've already got. Plus 50% CD, like, yeah, you start giving him crit damage up and woo. Was it or yeah. was it making territory battles easier? And they were like, nope, zero for four for you. <laughs> Dude, let, let me say this. <laughs> um, th- this was a team I didn't talk about. The The mission that requires, was it Shock T and clones or something along those lines? Maybe it's Galactic Rep- no, it might be like I don't know what it was, but it was the phase two in the middle, and I mean slice two in the middle. Uh, but the only options that I had was my shock T, Echo, Fives, Rex, and R2. So I had to take R2 in, which is why I'm excited to get another clone so I don't have to take R2 in. But in that mission, um, I just kept spamming. Uh, five's basic ability because every time he does it, he calls in Echo. I just freaking coasted through wave one and got to wave two and then kind of kind of got smashed. But look, like I, I was actually kind of surprised that um, that that worked as well as it does um, because Rex double taps and then calls in Echo. Man, you can burn through some droids like that. It's pretty cool. Love that clone team. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's pretty good. Do you have this Reddit post open right now? Yes, I do. All right, why don't you cover some more of these general, general stuffs? Alrighty, I will. Uh, they said the in-game comms will be upgraded soon. The neutral tag, basically no news there. Um, they've got some changes planned for Grand Arena for more engaging experience. That's pretty interesting. Um, they mentioned mini raids, maybe next year. I think that's the big thing that they were talking about as far as, you know, something that can be solo mode, but all, they said solo slash skill kind of type thing. So it might be something you can do when anytime you want, but then you maybe you're ranked among your guild for rewards or something like, like that. That would be really cool if raids were, if current raids were done like that, you could do, you had a phase each day. You could do it whenever you wanted to do it and all that sort of stuff. That'd, that'd be cool. Um, so, uh, da, da, da. 
if you a uh, uh, direct quote, if you look at the Star Wars stuff that's known for about the next year, you'll get an idea of some of the things we're thinking about. So as f- that you know, that's like the General Kenobi series, and um, actually, I believe the Cassian series is over the next year. The Mandalorian, although we haven't heard anything as far as season two, which I assume it will be renewed for another one. I don't know why it wouldn't be. But um, so we might be getting another season that they said that we're not going to see anything from that for a while. They're not going to be double doubling the Watt or Cam shards for the split TB, unfortunately, which which I just think is freaking stupid. That's how they started doing it. They got rid of it because they let you start selecting. And now they take away selecting. Don't give us back the doubles. It's like this. This still keeps getting worse all the time, unfortunately. Um, no new relic farming locations. They will be removing non five dot mods from the, uh, like mod store, which is pretty exciting. Um, they are also increasing the championship token rewards from grand arena. And that's going to be effective next grand arena. Apparently this is huge because that is what, that is the biggest spot where they're trying to, make the rewards from GAC equal what they used to be. Cause they used to be amazing. Now they kind of suck. And that's mainly because the compensation on the tokens is just, it's kind of shit. So if they up those, <laughs> if they up those rewards, that would be, um, that would be absolutely fantastic. Chicken bottom says that Mando season two has already been, uh, official. Cool. Yeah. It was already like resigned. Super Damn, stoked. I did not know that. Hell Yeah. Was there any um, doubt though? I feel like I should know that <laughs> since since we have a podcast called Chosen Ones on all of your podcast apps that you can of course find and hopefully you'll leave us a review we would really appreciate it. But um you know <laughs> leaving reviews and stuff that helps people find it easier. But considering I do that, I should have already known that. Um there are more plans to ease the gear crunch, but um then they list a bunch of hold up, dumb, hold up, like hold up. Saying, we got to go back to this question so I can read the answer because honestly, it was so out of touch, it was ridiculous. Which right. one? Oh, the okay, okay, here you go. I'll keep going. Here's oh, the okay. question I'll... at one Shit, of the recent, fast. I got the control F, man. Fine, I knew the word I was looking for. It's there, it is. All right, so at, the question was at one nice. of the recent QAs, you mentioned a plan to ease up the gear crunch. Was that forgotten or being planned? CG Cyanide says, no, I haven't forgotten, and we are planning more. We added Kairos to daily activities, completion, and TW rewards. Reduced the crystal and shard shop cost of Gear 12 and added Gear 12 Plus to the shard shop. Reduced the energy cost of ship energy, increased the refresh rate of ship energy, and added Gear 12 Plus to ship nodes. All very great things for characters that are already maxed out. But... Here's where the this is where the question gets ridiculous. Actually, my question is back. Define easing. I hear easing a lot, but it's very subjective. Mathematically, we have eased the gear grind, but that doesn't mean that players actually feel the easing. This isn't being snarky. I'm genuinely interested in what everyone's definition of easing is to see if I can somehow help that feeling. Here's how you can help that feeling. Okay. Give me more. Why is every character I start gearing up? Now, I will say this. They have eased a lot of gear. They need to ease stun guns. 
because of all the gear on the lower levels when you're gearing up a character, stun guns are impossible. I get stuck on every character with stun guns. I get stuck on every character with droid collars. I get stuck on every character with uh, black basketballs. There are still gear out there that we are not getting that we need on almost every single character. So if you need me to define easing to you, Look at the gear that is on every single character and look at how much you're giving out. Because stun guns, I'm always stuck farming them at gear 7. I'm always stuck farming them at gear 8. I'm always stuck farming them at gear 9. Sure, once I get to gear 11 and 12, it's a little bit easier, which is very nice. But I spend well, a of, week getting but- there. <laughs> yes, at the po- at There's this a point- There's a gear 12 plus piece that requires... Freaking stun guns. So even stun yes, guns, exactly. just because even you have there. it. I, my Ayla secures at gear 10. I want to take her up to gear 11 and gear 12 and gear 13. She's one of those characters that I am dead set on doing, but she needs freaking stun gun. What the hell am I supposed to do? Well, if I want to take someone to gear 13, it's just, it is, it's very frustrating. Um, Leaving the basketballs the way they are is fine. Leaving the hollow projectors the way they are, even though I have hell with hollow projectors, is fine. Mainly because I convert them all for relic material. And basketballs um, are decent because they have a decent drop. Excuse me. In my opinion, they have a decent drop rate and they're cheap. In a couple of days working your you should arenas, never farm you should those be able or to. hollow projectors. You should yeah. never farm either of those. You should always buy them from the store because they are stupid cheap from the store. Assuming you ha- are doing well in arena. No, it does not matter. It you're not you getting that many shards. It, you're not getting that no, many crystals. No, if you farm crystals, if, if you're I'm not sorry, doing if well you are doing if you are doing a 50 crystal refresh to get basketballs or hollow projectors, you are pissing away crystals. I don't give a damn where you finish in arena. Matt, th- there is there is zero arguing that it is absolutely a waste. You should wait, save them up, and then just buy them. From the store because it it's like half the freaking price. Is it okay for me to say okay boomer to you? Even though you're not a baby boomer, but you're from Oklahoma. Okay. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> okay, I, I told you about this. I didn't tell I so I didn't even know that that was like a big thing. I oh God, honest to God everywhere. thought that so was annoying. an Oklahoma thing because you know, like boomer sooner, it's has to it's like Oklahoma history with the land hey, right boys. and stuff. Do you have any tips <laughs> for us? Um, I'm waving my arms around and she's, she's talking to me. Um, Oh Lord. Uh, but no, I thought that was like an Oklahoma reference. And then I found out it's no, I guess it's talking about boomers, like, you know, the generation, but yeah. yeah. Anyways, stun guns, more of them, please. And as chicken bottom say, just update challenges, put them in there. If they were in challenges, it would be so much better. Yeah. So much better. All right. All right. Uh, what else we got here? So no more plan. No plans to add any ships or tunes in the championship store. Holy shit! Thank God it says yeah. no plans. Not that they Ooh. won't do it. Doesn't but mean they still, won't. But it would. Take I spend everything on Cairo ever to get anything yeah. out of the shard shop. I, on- they will put something there one day, and I will hate myself for buying all the Cairo's that I do, but. Oh well, <laughs> that's um, lit- GAC currency is literally Cairo currency. That's all it is for them. Yeah. So they have no specific uh, first order reworks planned. Um, the goal for 
the arcade slash mythic raids is more of a solo slash guild content more quickly. That's what I was talking about earlier. That's man. That's the thing that I think could really be awesome because the worst thing about raids as fun as raids are like you, we, we were just talking about this a week or two ago. You love raids, but we don't raid when you get time to do it generally. So like you just two weeks ago, figured out how to do the, um, you know, the phase three solo team. So, like, it sucks for people like you that can't raid when they're guild raids and you're the guild leader. It's ironic. I was about to say, but especially when you're the guild gr- leader and set the guild down. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm a nice guy. Or we'd be raiding it, at 9 it, p.m. every night. <laughs> I'd be okay with it. It would be great if you could go in, do the raid when you want to. But... Uh. That's just not the way it is, unfortunately. At least once you're beating it consistently. Um, maybe Mandalorian stuff next year. Um, <laughs> this is hilarious not- to me. TB was a trade-off for not having Mythics for the most recent Legendaries. Thanks. Appreciate that. I'm glad I can play that light side TB <laughs> instead of new Mythics. <laughs> oh, we're not going to bring that debate back up. Uh, um- <laughs> oh, here, Here's one thing that pisses me off. Five still has to be in the fifth spot for his thing to work. I I had totally forgotten about that. I've been using fives not in the fifth slot. So Neither have I. I went back. It's I went through all surprise. my squads. It's been out how long and it's not fixed? It's just so stupid. Like, <laughs> like put a tag in game. Put something in his kit that says, if you want this Ader to work, put him in the fifth slot. Like, like literally. It's no a text one knows change. Unless they read the notes. Q, the long-ass so QA that I haven't even bothered reading, I used, you know, what's this guy's name it's again? So dumb. Sir Duber's, uh, his uh, review, that's what I read. Because I, it's so, those things are so long convoluted with no answers. I don't know. Uh, quality of life. So, let's just the shoot More stuff this. in March. Uh, hat Sim soon. No plans for Sith, Sith Sim. Um, no intentions for Zeta refunds. Lots of GAC quality of life plan. Enhanced modding searches in the plans. Fleet management ASAP. Thank God we desperately need that. Um, stacking buffs more visible. They've been talking about that for a while. And to answer, no plan. This is the thing that irks okay, me. No plans for being able to leave and rejoin GAC during signup. That is so stupid. Since since the shit locks when you join. What if you're? Why, why if you're is it too possible? La- oh no 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 no! I'm gonna rant. <laughs> if you're I, not gonna take the time to fix one. the shit to where it locks at a specific time, take the damn time to make it to where we can leave and rejoin. You have the shit in territory war. You can leave and rejoin the bastard. Put it in the freaking grand arena. Okay, I'm done. I agree. I am completely on board with that. If you can do it in territory wars, you can do it in grand arena. And if you're not going to make it work that way, you shouldn't have changed it. So uh, I wanted to mention in chat, looks like Drew already mentioned it as well, but for everyone that did not know what the bug with fives was, his Zeta does not work unless you have him in the fifth slot on your team. If he's in slots two through four, that Zeta won't work. You have to have him in the fifth slot or the Zeta is worthless. And it's a bug that's been there since the Zeta was introduced. And it's kind of sad that a lot of you probably had it, 
and had, didn't even know that and have probably been yes. using it wrong and wondering why this doesn't seem that great. That's because it doesn't yeah. work unless he's in the fifth slot. So, and it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, I, I've been testing it in arena. I've been like, like I said earlier, I've been using my Anakin general Anakin as <laughs> today. And Man, when fives dies, Rex goes constantly. Mine's like 300 speed, I think. I re- that, That's something else I did this week, actually, that, that I didn't mention originally. I actually modded that team to be properly done. Uh, so General Anakin Skywalker, I loaded up with protection. I had him I had him set up to run in my Padme team, which is where I generally run him in Arena. And, uh, by the way, if he's gear 11, if you have a gear 11 General Anakin Skywalker and don't know what the f- to do with him, Whoa, I didn't mean to let that slip. I'm sorry, guys. I'll play <laughs> it. Um, throw him in with Padme because he kicks ass. Um, he <laughs> absolutely smashes Malik. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so it's, that's a lot of fun. Um, All right, so last section, mechanics balance. Light side TV difficult is intentional, meant to be long-term thing. We've covered that already. They answered that a couple times, but I guess. Hold, hold on. Just uh, one thing I do want to mention. They did say the difficulty they didn't actually mention i don't know what they mean by difficulty because the difficulty everyone's complaining about is combat mission difficulty not ness there hasn't been a ton of complaining while there has been some but not a ton about the galactic power requirements i i wouldn't be surprised if in the next territory battle those galactic power requirements were reworked just a little bit I guess we'll find out what happens. Uh, it says crewless ships are balanced, tested at Relic 7. So that's good to know. If Relic tiers increase, yep. ships will Agreed. be looked into. And I completely agree with that because my 7-star Hyena Bomber wrecks face. I freaking... I. So there's only been two things that I've ever whaled on to get to 7-star. Nest and Hyena Bomber. I have not been disappointed with either of them. Yeah. Hyena Bomber is the perfect tank ship for that uh, for that It is pretty team. good. So it's nice to know that uh, both the Vulture Droid and the Hyena Bomber are, are tested at Relic 7, and that's where their stats end up. Now, it did say that, if Relic tiers increase, that makes ships good will be value. looked into. Oh, absolutely, because you don't need to Relic 7 the character to get a Relic 7 exactly. type of ship. So. Yeah, you just have to spend ungodly amounts of money or wait. <laughs> Archetype mastery looking at being added to places outside relics. There's part of kind of feeds into what you were saying. Uh, mod stats are determined when mod is rolled. What, what, what? I assume someone asked about if the like stats are determined like in at level one or something. Uh, for those malevolence users like me, malevolence vulture droids are scaled with the capital ship, not your own. So the summon ones are better than my ah, actual vulture droid. <laughs> interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That that explains a lot because I remember thinking like, this is, one of these things is not like the other. I, I need to figure out how that song goes. I know it has... Oh, did it again. Lots of bleeping. Um, I know it's freaking Sesame Street, but like, 
everybody watched that as a kid, but I, sh- I should remember that song. I can't remember how it goes. I just remember the words. Which song? I, I do. One of these things is not One like One of these other. things Actually. is not like the other. One of these things oh. just doesn't belong. If you guess you which probably thing watch a- is not like the other by the time I finish my song. There we go. So this is a totally random tangent. I'm sorry, guys. I'm tangenting. My favorite band is the Foo Fighters. Oh, my God. They're so good. And I love watching them live. They're amazing. But if you've ever heard the song. Oh, my God. What song is it? I think it's All My Life. Mm hmm. You you can sing those the words and it's like the same tune. It's really really creepy. That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It might not be all my life. No, it's a different song. No, once you figure it out, I'm gonna have to overlay the two. That'll be great. Yeah. All right. Fin- finishing up this uh, this uh, the QA because I really want to go over Kai Adamundi's kit, but we've gone. We've been having some fun tonight, so yes. Right. Uh, Kai Automundi's offense boosts scales with current max health up or down. So current Kai Automundi's buff also works if team isn't completely galactic Galactic Republic Jedi. So we'll go over those two things now that we know that when we get to the kit. Uh, unique stat boosts happen boosts happen before the leader ones. But stats boosts stack additively rather than multiplicatively. Multiplicative. Summon units scale off summoner. This is where we learn that arc troopers is based solely off arc's offense. And this is the fun one. No hard coding for kill orders in TB. Okay, CG. It's it's the pretender. I love that song. It's amazing. It's That's so a good. Great song. Yeah, there. Yeah, I love everything by the Foo Fighters. Everything. Yeah, I have a man crush on Dave Grohl. One hundred percent, no doubt about it. Important last thing that wasn't in his initial post, but poor post, but important to note. Art. Don't expect a portrait of mob enforcer slapping cup. Hmm. They said that That's the the reason is you wouldn't be able to see all of that happening in the small picture. Not because it's weird and why would you ask that, but because of the, the the detail wouldn't be there for you to know what was happening. So, hmm. and why would Mob Enforcer slap Cup? Because Mob Enforcer just realized she's actually the worst character in the game, not Cup. Hmm. Cup has a stun on basic. Mob enforcer does nothing. (laughs) I'm not gonna. I'm not. Well, I had a thought, but I'm not gonna open that can of worms. Let's not. Um, Let's move on to Kayata Mundi. Oh, so we are gonna go over his kit. Heck yeah, we are. We ain't stopping now. Forget the fact we have another podcast to record. All right, I got all the time. Hold on. We have not huh. been partaking oh, in Oh, here's, here's something. This is a sounder I've not heard in a long, long time. Someone has been very bad. Bad at trivia. It's time for that naughty boy to get punished. 
I want you to just grab me and take me. Why did the young Gamorrean guard not pursue a better career than pizza delivery? <laughs> he could only get a job at the hut. <laughs> Misa love boomboxes. And it makes my cloca throb with arousal. It's such a great sounder uh, that we... It's so good. Anyone that hasn't uh, listened in like the last 70 episodes, 75 episodes possibly. Yeah, probably. Has no idea what any of that is from. Yes, not a clue. Yeah. In place you were that's, wondering, oh, that's so funny. Wink had a punishment at one point to read chicken erotica on the podcast. I don't know what yes, podcast it was. Seventy-one, I think. Se- episode it was 71. a long time ago. Oh, listen, it's I. I had to mute my mic because I could not stop laughing. Freaking I gave it my all too. I mean, I I tried to sell it as as much as I could. It it was pretty good stuff. Oh, dude, it was. You should be on Broadway. Let's just say that. <laughs> it was yes. so good. Uh, All right. So, Kai Adamundi, a.k.a. Conehead. And no, we're not talking about Dan Aykroyd. Kai Adamundi, the High Council Jedi. Let's go. I'm super stoked for this character. I can't wait to get him in 2022. I will love him <laughs> when I unlock him. It'll be great. Uh, he is, of course, a light side character. He is an attacker. He is Galactic Republic and a Jedi. He's a formidable Jedi Master who shifts between Ataru and Makasashi lightsaber forms. Sounds like a badass, man. Dude, <laughs> this character is so freaking cool. I, I want him so bad. Like... Yeah. I can't even explain to you like how uh, disappointed I am that I don't know when I'm going to unlock him. Yeah, well, cuz he's one I of those I'm you. like, boom, we're going set we're going to gear 11 right freaking now. Let's go. Super cool character. Based on how territory battles gone so far, I'm pretty confident that within my first two attempts of after getting art trooper finished, I will be getting Kayamundi shards, so I can't wait to get to that point. Is that the bet? <laughs> Within the first two, you get a guy out of Mundi shard. That can be a bet. Yeah, I. You know, we'll see what happens. That that's an interesting one. We'll see what happens. All right. Anyways, basic ability: versatile strike. Final text: Ooh. deal physical damage. Deal physical damage to the target enemy. Pretty simple, right? Well, guess what? This oh, dude, no. much like CLS, has two forms. He has Ataru form, and he has Makashi form. If he's in Atari form, he attacks a second time. If he's in Makashi form, he gains 15% turn meter and recovers 10% protection. So That's nasty. I like it. Either one of them, I will take. That is, awesome. that is a really awesome so, basic ability. Here's what's cool about this. For the territory battle specifically, hey, here's what's ironic. Uh, we didn't talk about this team, but there's theory crafting on Reddit of a uh, general Anakin lead, but that's actually the lead they have in here is a similar team comp to what that theory crafter said. Um, but anyway, uh, the thing I like about this, so the attack again is huge in this territory battle. 
unfortunately, it's going to be 2022, like you said, before we give him seven star. But, I mean, he is built to crush this territory battle. Double tap, amazing against the freaking battle droids. And then it's like, oh shit, he's getting low, so what am I going to do? I am going to switch him to Makashi! And he's going to get 15% Terminator and recover protection. Super cool. I'm totally digging it. <laughs> Robusta! <laughs> oh, I'm getting so distracted. All right. Yeah, this dude, this is a really awesome basic ability. Uh, special one. Special one, adaptive, adaptive form. form. This is the one where you get to choose his form. So much like Two the... turn cooldown. Every other turn he can switch his, his, his stuff. Is CLS's a two turn cooldown? His is more, isn't it? Three, I believe. Yeah, I thought it was maybe but, one more. But he, never mind. Never mind. He gains 100% Terminator 2, so... Good point. Great point. He can do all right, every so turn switch forms, <laughs> dispel all debuffs, and gain 100% turn meter. So basically, you can switch forms and then take another turn. But you go between the forms. So the different forms, this is what you get from them. Very cool for each of them. Ataru form. This is the one where it makes you attack again. So it's very much the attack form. Uh, 100% offense, plus 30%... 30% defense penetration and plus 20 speed. That's a Taru form. His other form, Makashi form, 100% counter chance plus 60% tenacity, which if you enter in the base tenacity, is probably going to be close to 100. And crit hit immunity. Very defensive heavy in the Makashi form. Not to mention hey, still being weird. able to attack. We haven't, we've never seen anyone that has an ability you can use that changes their speed. That's kind of cool. Well, the other thing, cool thing about Makashi form is even though it doesn't change your speed, you have a hundred percent counter chance. So every time he's hit and counterattacks, he's gaining fifty percent turn meter and protection. Yes, that that is a really good point. That pairs great with that basic ability, no doubt. Yep. Um. Okay, so you you can see in this GIF he goes through the two forms. If you were a lightsaber form, would you be Makashi or Ataru? I, you know what? Honestly, I've thought about this before, and I don't know that it is a called a certain form. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I, I I've thought You've about thought how about would I hold before? my how would I hold my okay, lightsaber okay, in a okay. battle? I got to. I got. It's you. neither okay. of these. But when I I used to play baseball and I played softball a lot after uh, high school. You ever just stand with your bat like almost leaning against your shoulder? I don't know if you Not play really. baseball or softball. Yeah. I always st used to stand like when I was waiting for my at bat with it like my hands right up here at my chest, the bat basically almost leaning against my shoulder straight up by my head. I'm pretty sure if I had a lightsaber, that's how I would be standing. Okay. So I, I guess the closest to it is the Ataru form because it's almost that, yeah. but I would look way more casual, I think. I'm pretty Ataru form when whenever I'm batting. I'm kind of up and out. I'm not like in tight. But um, I gotta say, if I was one of these lightsaber forms, I don't know. I'm kind of digging the Makashi. He's like, he's there's like, a, there's another Jedi, you know, and I can't remember which one it is who has the same Makashi form. Is it Dooku? Uh, no, a, a Dooku be. is might be Ataru. I'm not sure. Well, you can sell from the GIF that Yoda is right there in Ataru. So he's running mm. a Taro too. But yeah. 
definitely very cool the way he has two different forms of holding his lightsaber and being prepared to battle, which are actually rooted in real forms. So, so his special two decisive thrusts that has a four turn cooldown, he is in a Taru form. I wish they would have showed it with him in a Taru form and in Makashi form. That would be kind of cool because I just want to see like. Like they they basically had to do double mechanics on everything with this. Double like uh um sorry. The way it looks basically. Well, cuz cuz he's yeah, got to have one for each other. He starts from a different position. Yeah. Ends at the same, but it's still like a different path I would assume. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if how different because this is obviously showing a Taru form in special 2. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Chicken Bottom is, is making fun of me again. Killing me. Oh, that's, that's funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, this special ability, the final attack, still physical damage target enemy. This attack deals 100% damage for each Galactic Republic Jedi ally. If Kai Adimundi is using a Tari form, this ability defeats the enemy, resets all of his cooldowns. So, and this ability defeats the enemy. It resets all of his cooldowns. I'm sorry. If he's using Mikashi form, dispel all debuffs on Galactic Republic Jedi allies, and they gain 25% turn mirror. That's pretty nasty. Um, that's that, I, that's that's pretty nasty. Like a mass dispel and a turn meter gainer. I mean. Using him with Kenobi and whoever. I mean, that's going to be a lot of dispels. You're not going to have a debuff issue with, Kai, you know, a GK team with Kai, with 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 Cam on it. I'm just going to say Cam. Uh, anyway, okay, so here's where things get super tricky. His third special... He has two different ones, and they they are actually different abilities based on whether he is in Ataru or Makashi. So he has special 3A, which is Ataru Lunge. They both have three-turn cooldown. Um, deal physical damage target enemy and inflict armor shred. As if he stuff. needed anything else in this kit to be awesome. Now yeah. he can do armor shred. Well, it's crazy. We didn't see armor shred you know, Sabine was the only one that had it forever. Like, we used Theorycraft so much around Phase 2 with using Sabine. Then they added Zalbar. Now it's now it's Gas. Now it's Cam. Um, so, I'm digging it. I just learned uh, something. Gas has uh, armor shred. Good to know. Uh, I don't have him, so Mikashi I don't know anything jab. about his kit. Th- Makashi Jam. down three. The yeah, the Makashi jab. Final text: Days all enemies for two turns and a physical damage target enemy. This attack can't be evaded. He has two. So that that's General Anakin has basically these two abilities: an AOE days and then like an armor shred. Except he does both of them at the same time. Cam does them based on what Form what attack modes he's in. Yeah, so. Very neat. Obviously, not as good, not as good as gas, because who doesn't love having gas? But um, <laughs> this is uh, that was intentional. Nice yes. one. Then, uh, 
I, I do I do like uh, what they did here. Um, so let's move on to his unique abilities. Unique one Jedi Council final text with a Zeta. At the start of battle, if all allies are Galactic Republic, they have plus 30 speed, plus 40% max health, and plus 20% offense. Galactic Republic Jedi allies with a support or healer role have additional offense equal to 10% of their max health. M just important. Important. That is probably one of the most important lines yes. of this guy's kit. Barris, Luminary, I mean, Jedi Consular. Uh, there are so many supports that you just do not think about that may be good. Noodle, <laughs> Noodle Slap, Barris Offy. That's her new nickname. Noodle Slap, Barris Offy. Might actually well, be good. I mean, think about how much health does Barris Offy have. A lot. If you get a character with 100,000 health, 10% of that's 10,000. Hold on. That's okay, a lot. Right. We, that's... Are going, we are going to Swaga right now because I want to know what Relic 7 Barisofi's, uh health is. Check her health and her uh, damage number, and we'll come back to it in one second. I got it. I will. Okay. <laughs> I'm quick, man. I'm quick tonight. All right. Her health like at Relic 7 is 75,000. Okay. Her physical That's damage number is 4844. 4844. So even with great damage numbers on her, you're 6,000. So modded, oh, maybe you not. can easily get her to 120, 130K health. So, I mean, that's 13,000 damage. That is, I mean, those are some pretty fat numbers. I mean, that's many multiple increases on, on the health. And and then you're also talking about a 40% max health um, <laughs> yes. fr from this ability. Yeah. And I, I assume that that would be factored in because that is their max health. Um, that's nasty. Just nasty, nasty, nasty stuff. I, oh, man. I want... Now, see now I'm playing games here. What is Luminara's? Because I really I've always liked Luminara. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and go to Unique Two Master of Forms, and I'm gonna get through it before you find Luminara. Final Too text. Ka but Ka go ahead. Cam <laughs> starts the battle using Ataru form and has an additional ability depending on which form he's using. When Coyote Mundi switches to Makashi form, he recovers ten percent detection and taunts for three turns. So Makashi form okay, is the so, form that he get he recovers ten percent on his basic. So he's taunting. So let's go look at his his health numbers at gear thirteen. Uh, this is where this is the only chink in the armor on this character. I feel like because he's a taunting guy. He's not a tank, but he taunts, which is a first, I think. His gear thirteen, not relic, no relic one, just gear thirteen. His health is only 37,000 and his protection is only 47,000. So when you go into Makashi form, you are exposing him a lot. No, you're not. He has 40% max health. I mean, that's... I mean, it, it adds a little bit, a but it's not... Big, those, those aren't tank numbers. He's it still, adds 15,000. I mean, you're at 50,000. Yeah, but what is your normal health. tank health at modded at gear 13? It's not Mike Mike 55, Kenobi is 
is completely maxed and he's at 100k with mods. It's not unreasonable to get 90. He's he's not. It's not crazy to get 90% from mods by by using mods. I mean, he could eat. I mean, I don't. Okay, what I'm I'm not saying he's going to be squishy, but he's not going to be tank numbers. So Makashi form is going to expose him pretty well. You're 100k. You said that was health, right? Yes. Not health plus protection, because with Correct. with Just only health. with fifteen thousand you're adding onto him, that makes him fifty five thousand health, or sorry, fifty fifty three thousand health with forty seven thousand protection. That doesn't even Here, get I'll to get exact 000. numbers. But below, but basically, Third. even with those numbers, he doesn't even get to the hundred thousand health, which you're talking about on Kenobi, which doesn't even factor in his protection. He's not getting the okay. type of numbers a tank would. So taunting with him is exposing him. I I do I do not agree. But One, how? He has why, protection. why don't you agree? Well, I if you would shut up, I would explain. All right, please explain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So the uh, it, the question is, how do you mod him? Because he does have the protection recovery, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, that's gonna throw a kink into general modding. But let's just say you're modding for complete health. He has the 40% max health. I am. I just went to my General Kenobi's mods. He gets 74% additional health. So if I take Kaede Mundi's health, multiply it by that 40%, or here, I'll do this. It was 37,000, and I will do it times um, 1.74... And then I will multiply that by 1.4. That gets him to 90,000. That's only 10,000 less than my completely max General Kenobi. But what's his base I mean, protection the- before mods? General Kenobi. Uh, uh, let me find it. I, I don't know because I don't care about his protection, but... Okay, so his base protection is basically right at sixty thousand. And what's your what's his relic tier? He's max. Okay, Kai Mundi at max relic tier is forty seven thousand protection. So uh, okay. he's not that you, far behind right, Joel yeah. Kenobi. All right, all right, all right. But you're you're that's a lot of modding based on health that is not helping in his other stats. So I'm with you. If you so, want to keep him alive, that's probably your best option as far as mods go. Because if he's taunting, you do not do not want him to die. So that's probably it's going to depend on what team he's in too. Because there are teams that give health bonuses. There's health recovery. He obviously has these mechanics where he gains protection. Um, right. You know, because if so, he's in Makashi form, he's a, he's countering 100 percent of the time. And recovering for recovery 10% 10% protection. Each you time. might actually want protection on him because of yeah. that. Because instead wh- wh- of that, what help. did you s- what did you say um, his base protection was? His base protection at gear thirteen is forty seven thousand five hundred. His base protection at relic seven is also forty seven thousand five hundred. So he doesn't gain anything from relics. So if you went three protection primaries on him, you would be at 81,000 protection. So, I mean, you're recovering just over 8,000 
protection for each attack. I, I mean, the, the, those are nice numbers, but might not be bad to kind of mix it up a little bit. That way you have a nice base health, but it also depends on what you're using them for. I mean, if he's susceptible to, you know, um, expose or something like that, you might not want to go with health because that would obviously be bad. But protection, you know, you get a fatter increase on it, but, you know, he kind of has a bigger base health in a way with this unique ability especially since unique ability actually it doesn't never mind it doesn't matter it's multiplied so it doesn't matter but um yeah here's another thing to oh mention. anyway hold, hold, hold kenobi's on. base so armor finishing kenobi's base armor 45 percent uh okay kai adamundi's base armor is 50 percent at gear 13 relic ah, okay so he's he's gonna be a little bit better at you know, shedding, you know, minimizing damage amounts coming in, but he just doesn't have as much, um, you know, actual amounts. So he's a little bit more susceptible to, you know, things like exposed percent health effects um, and, you know, abilities ignored defense, but he's going to be a little bit more, um, he's going to be better at holding up against, you know, attackers and such um, interesting so I, I really also regardless part of this of unique ability is um adding in his two extra special abilities right yeah no that's just rehashing the abilities where i talked about never mind okay yeah, um i just want to say this i absolutely love this kit now it is kind of involved but that's it's because it's awesome. two kits built into one this character, yeah. I love CLS. CLS, when he was introduced, up until now, even now, one of the coolest characters in the game. One no of doubt. the coolest. Because he has two very... I mean, even his kit isn't built the way this one, where you have different abilities based on uh, where he's offense or defense focused. With, But with Kai Aramundi, everything around him is based on what you switch him to. It is literally build your own character. You got two options with this guy. And his kit just seems so cool to me. I, I yeah. It's a huge, huge you, bummer how long it's gonna take to unlock this guy because I really want to play with this character. He looks super fun. It yeah. doesn't matter what I play with him in. I think he will be fun to make some of those older Jedi better, especially the healers and the supports. Where if you wanted to make another team with just him and them, and you don't even have to use him because he doesn't have a leader ability, but he still does all of that for those characters. This dude is going to be yep. super fun when you we are able to unlock him. Yep, I agree. So I agree. Um, all right. Man, all right, we we gotta end this thing. This is the this might be the longest SOP ever, and we still have. To it's not a, definitely thing. not ever. I remember going with the uh, metaverse three hours long. Really, we've had many a three hour podcast, but we've gone pretty long on this one. We had a lot to talk about, so that didn't surprise me. Um, yeah. Last things for last things first. First things last. Whatever. Uh. If you want to hang out with us, we always like to talk about this stuff. 
before we lead into the podcast, because a lot, you know, it's funny. I will say this for everyone that's there in the chat, everyone listening to the podcast uh, that are in our Discord. What you guys say in Discord shapes this podcast, whether it's feedback or not. 100%. Your guys' thoughts on all of these issues make me think about the things in this game. And uh, whether it's three days before the podcast, the day of the podcast, the things that you guys say and the way you make me think with the things you say in Discord shapes this podcast. So I want to say thank you to you and for everyone else that's interested in joining that conversation and, you know, helping my thoughts, helping Wink's thoughts and just kind of opening our minds to new thoughts, new things. Discord.me slash Shattered Order is our Discord. We have a lot of very, very, very awesome people in there. I am very thankful for the community we have around this podcast because you guys make this fun for me. I mean, I can't say it enough. Our Discord podcast or our Discord for the podcast is one of my favorite things that I do every day, just interacting with everyone and having conversations. So thank you for that. I would love to have people, longtime listeners, join the Discord. New listeners, join the Discord because you guys make this game for me. There's a lot of times I would have quit if there wasn't for this community. So thank you to all of you. Come hang out with us. We have a lot of fun in this game. So that's what I wanted to say. If you enjoyed this podcast, I know that we like to rant. We like to argue. I mean, that's just the way things go, right? Let's pretend that this podcast is just a a conversation between two friends. You don't always agree with your friends, right? That's the way it goes. So, Oh, hell no. I, honestly, I probably disagree with my friends more than I agree with them, but that's the way it goes. Uh, if you enjoy that and you want to support this show, you can uh, go to patreon.com slash shatterorder and support the show. There's a lot of different options there from a dollar to five dollars to I don't even know what the highest is. There's just ways to support the show. Or if you want oh, to, believe me, there's no limit. If you want to you give can us do a million dollars, whatever a month, you want, please do it. We would love it. If you do that, I will quit my day job. I will fight with Wink every day. <laughs> yes, exactly. But um, the only want to give a shout out to Spywood Foo who joined as a Patreon this week. Also, yeah, I saw that. That was awesome. Thanks, Spywood. I appreciate you. Uh, if you want to do it for free and you use Amazon Prime, which I do, I mean, like. I really wish the Amazon guys would ring the doorbell when they drop their crap off like the last two days. But I'm just saying, if you use Amazon, Amazon Prime, if you got it for, if you got Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime. And Twitch Prime gives you one free sub on Twitch oh, every month. Yes, it so does. if you were to add that onto our Twitch, it would further help to support us without costing you any money that you wouldn't already be spending on Twitch. It's something you're it's something you're literally already paying for. Yep, pretty much. You're just then taking a couple seconds to support a show that you enjoy. Uh, so we would greatly appreciate it. Going down the line for the other things, follow us on Twitter uh, at Chattered Order. We have a lot of conversations there as well. Um, I'm at Goodnight Punk. I don't know if what your ad is for Twitter. Uh, at DMWinkler11. At DMWinkler11. Those are our three Twitters. If you want to catch us on there, that's what you can do. Last thing, any feedback, intros, anything you want to add to us, you can send to the order at gmail.com. We check it daily. We always read our emails. So if you want to say something there, send it there. I think Absolutely. that is it. Wink, do you have anything else you want to say before we cut this episode? I was going to say short, but it's not short. Just, 
Before we cut this episode long. Just so everyone is clear, we are still friends. This is not the final episode of the Shadow or Podcast. We will be back next week. We will always be back. You can count on us. Thanks for listening. We will catch you all on the flip side. Later. You've just finished with the Shattered Order podcast. Join us next week for another round.